river kingdoms, a constantly shifting group of city-states, kingdoms and fiefdoms, rising and falling through the machinations of would-be conquerors, wars, assassinations, games of politics, and dangerous monsters. South of Brevois sits the Stolen Lands. Stolen from what and when are a matter of some debate. Currently overrun by bandits and monsters. Brevois seeks to aid in the establishment of new kingdoms, buffer states, run by anyone strong enough and clever enough to carve a kingdom out of the savage wilderness. Caelan Thorne, the mercenary who would be king, believes he is that man. Herein lies his tale of wilderness exploration, monsters, politics, romantic entanglements, ancient gods, and war. Heavy indeed is the head that wears the crown. Sugarfueled Gamers, in association with RPGMP3.com, present Kingmaker, a Paizo Adventure Path. A word to our listeners. This game is often interrupted. Whenever this happens, you'll hear our editor's tone. To let you know when a segment of recording has been removed until we resume gaming. Episode 3. Anyway, when last we left you, stuff. Yes. Uh, uh, that's right. The, the, that, that was one, wasn't it? But you had a random encounter with a dandifleur. And, uh, yes. You got sent to the first world. Yes. Um, here we are. Um, yes, last time... Um, the we last month was um we had a kingdom term where Kaelin wasn't home. Yep. Because the previous month Kaelin spent the whole month trying to get back to Elkhart, <laughs> trying to get back to the correct um, dimension. Well, not from your point of view. <laughs> um. So yes, the um King Tristram built a library in Thornwatch because he was Tristram, and made our economy check, and um then Kaelin um spent some time with Bryn and Tristram and Corwin. Mm-hmm. Where he um, talked to Corwin about his um, the latest iteration of his girl plans. Alright, so. Uh, yes, and you met Mab and saw the tower and all that sort of thing. Yes, Mab w- wanted me to fix what he was going That's right, Mab wanted me to fix what he was going on in that tower at some point in my human life, in yeah, my yeah. powerful life. Which, which you sort of agreed to, so, yeah, yeah. you know, you kind of want to do it at some point. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But um, I, I'm not feeling super time pressure, given yeah. she was like, at some point in your mortal lifespan, sort this. But, but, I mean, I, I'm not saying I'm going to deliberately postpone it, but at the same time, it's not like, any, do, the, do this the second or you're in huge trouble. All right, so here we go. So that is now quite a few months. One, two, three, four, five. Oh no, maybe not. Six, seven, eight. Alright, I make that eight months into the year, if I'm counting correctly, because Erodius I had was the Founders Day first month. And then it went Erodius, Rover. They've got page numbers on the bottom. Yeah. All right. So, yep, that, that was page two, and that's page three. So, Rhodius, Rover, Lamarchan, Neth, Cathona. So, one, two, three, four, five. And then, Cholesterol, six, 
seven, eight. Yep. Goes around as eight. So of the because because it's it's because we're st- because our because the kingdom was founded halfway through a year. Mm-hmm. We're eight months into the year of the kingdom, mm-hmm. and three months into the year of the year mm-hmm. because we just had cholesterol. And it has been um, two months. It's been a while since the last um, exploring trip because. Um, Goldran yep. would have been the month we went exploring, but instead I spent it trying to get back from the Feyrell. Yep. So, <clears throat> the world stretches out before you. So, five more months, so. And then it's, um. Yeah, Rover is, um. around the point where I'm, um. going to have to have built a temple in Ravadar or suffer the consequences. Mm-hmm. Yep, no, that's cool. I remember where I am, I remember what I'm doing, I remember who I am. All useful pieces of information? Yeah. Okay. So, we come back in on basically, um, Kaelin is brought back up to date with what's been happening while he's been missing. Yep. Um, meets up with several people, and then probably spends, you know, several days managing the kingdom style of thing. Yes. And catching up on all the myriad affairs you've missed, and all the work that people have left piling up. You know, for yeah. you to do. Yeah, yeah. All, all, of, all the bits that ca- all the bits that Tristram was stalling in the hoping that I, in, in the hope that I'd turn back up. Mm-hmm. And then um, you are free to continue on as you like. So you're welcome to either have another kingdom turn or um, wander out exploring or whatever it is that you are with us to do. So um, the normal thing to do would be to. Um, have a um, kingdom turn for the first seven days of Desmus and then um, go out exploring in the rest of Desmus. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's right, that's where the tower is, that's worth remembering for when I want to take sort that shit out. Mm-hmm. So, can I just have a refresher? Yep. What did Mab tell me? I mean, I know that it's got it's where the Will of the Wisps came from was that lake. So, um, what did Mag tell me about the towers? Lake, Lake Candlemare, you've, you've been told generally is sort of uh, haunted by Will o' the Wisps, essentially. Yeah. Um, strange lights are seen around there, which yeah. are probably the Will o' the Wisps because they're, they're basically balls of glowing light. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the tower that you have seen in this reality is essentially just a. Uh, it, it's not really even a crumbling ruin. It's an old, you know, building of some kind from yeah. what you've seen in a tower, clearly. Um, what you saw in the first world was a sort of rift style of thing, um, surrounded by surrounded by ice. The lake was frozen over, um, except around the edges of it where the you know, sort of radiation style stuff yeah. was was pouring out and melting the ice. Yeah. Um, Mab didn't give you a lot of useful detail. So, Candlemere Tower, um, you, you sort of got the impression that the first world is linked to yours in some fashion. Yeah. There were odd reflections. And Candlemere Tower is uh, what Mab called a disruption. Yeah. And you said, is there some sort of door that, you know, opened it and needs to be shut? And she made mm-hmm. impassive faces at you yep. and you drew your own conclusions. Cool. Brilliant. That's what I needed to remember? Yep. Sorry, Bear, it's just been quite a, quite a while. <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, it, it has been 
over a month since we last played. So. Yeah, good to be getting back into it. Mm-hmm. Now we're not dying of plague. Two children. Two children. Well, it was actually mostly the plague. Yeah. By the time you had recovered from it and I'd recovered from it. Anyway. Yes. So, uh, your your plan of approach, as I recall, was you and Corbin were literally going to carry a double-man rowboat, a, a, a rowboat down there. Yeah. Which, yeah, with your collective strength, is just trivially done, and the kingdom can give you a rowboat just like that. So. Yeah. I, I'm sort of looking at the map here, and it's got the lake, which we haven't explored because we need a boat. Yeah. And then south of that, we saw the tower. Yeah. So... I don't actually know if we'd need the boat to explore the tower, but the lake was probably going to be my next move anyway. Well, what what you'd probably actually do is take um, is carry a boat from Elkrest because it doesn't have yeah. water access across to the Thorn River, then boat down Thorn River all the way past the Stagwald's Fort into into, into the Tuskwater. Yeah, explore Candlemere and then potentially boat south because it looks because like whilst, there's a river flowing down to the tower. Whilst you could. Um, Whilst you could carry a boat through the forest, technically, yeah, it's pointlessly difficult compared to taking it down the river, particularly when you know the river is at least as pacified as the forest if you get attacked by monsters because it's D&D land. They'll be be where they are. Yeah. Yep. So, yes, just a question of what you want to do with it. So, um... Yep, no, that's all good. So, um, I would like to have a kingdom turn. Yep. Um, I have a scene with Lillian. Yep. And I have, um, plan, and Calum wants to make plans to go exploring, because he's going to actually talk to his council yep. before setting off, given the last time he left he got abducted. Yep. He's going to at least promise not to get abducted this time. <laughs> if you see a bunch of flowers, run the other way. Yeah, yeah, that, that's pretty much what he's taking out of this. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in in which order do you wish to do things? I would like to do the kingdom turn first. Okay. Because that may change what I spend this month doing if I yep. get myself into trouble. Not that I ever get myself into trouble with kingdom turn. So. I mean, you have dug out the relevant character sheet. Yep. You may wave your arms accordingly. Okay, so I've got. Uh, here's the sack point. Here's the kingdom rules. Just put kale stuff over there. Here's the Sacco kingdom. Uh, 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 here we go. You could actually use changing the Unless you've just changed it. Uh, no, I haven't just changed it. He was just hanging out on the change table because he's heavy. Two points of unrest, which actually isn't bad. I must have, yeah, it was a good. King Tristram did a fairly nice job, considering it was a month the king disappeared. <laughs> We're actually on moderate unrest totally anyway. Alright, so. Let's see. What would the P go to? Oh, yes, good job, King Tristram. It's a nice solid total to start us off on. All good wherever you are. Yep, okay, so... Okay, uh... We... Begin a kingdom turn with... The page, I'm skipping fast. Uh, roll for upkeep, check stability. 
good number. Fifteen plus twenty-three minus two is still heaps. I make my I make my stability check. Okay. So you reduce unrest. Yep. My unrest goes down to one, which is too shabby. Take consumption. Yes. So. And that remains titchy. I still haven't built anything to interfere with the, um... Yep. Uh, fill vacant magic item slots. It's vacant. Um, I, we ditched that potion of hide from animals that I got last time. Yep, and it's a minor, isn't it? It's still a minor. Okay, so... Uh, this time it is something that may actually be of interest to you. Yes! Um... It is something called the Blade of the Beyond. Ooh. Um, it is a shocking ghost-touch greatsword. Awesome. You hear that this thing has been bought, bought to the market and made available. Yeah. It, it is literally given the your, your relative percentage of the... Um, Christopher Rossi will actually, you know, approach you directly and tell you that he's, yeah. he's you know, got this thing in from a yeah. dig up to the north style thing that's supposed to cut through the barriers of reality and, you know, yep. call lightning down from, through the blade and this kind of thing. Caleb wants it. So that is the weapon that's created. Yep. What, what I'm rolling for, incidentally, is these are all the magic weapons and things here are just listed as generic plus two, plus three, plus four. Yeah. And then I'm going through and rolling what those are, whether yep. they're actual plus ones or whether they're special abilities or what have you. Yeah. So what Caleb... There's two things... One is Caelan will have to do what to do about that versus his adamantine greatsword. Yeah. Because, you know, he still kind of wants that capacity. Yeah. Um, the other challenge is that Caelan can't possibly afford that given his current cash flow. So he's going to tell Christopher... Caelan's going to drool a bit the, the, the corners of his mouth and then tell Christopher Rossi that he's interested in it and if it's still up for sale when he comes into a bit of cash, he will definitely buy it. Mm, that's Oh darn! It may it may be too expensive for you. Yeah, possibly. Uh, can I have your um, health rest? It's currently three thousand GP. Uh, yeah, so that is in fact massively too expensive for you. Yeah, yeah. So my apologies. That's he, right. He doesn't tell you anything of the sort. Yep, we wreck on that bit. Yep. Um, it is a scroll of cat's grace. Well, that's almost as... Yeah, no. <laughs> that's all right. Then. It does say minor minor magic items right yep. there on the tin. Um, that's actually kind of a nice minor magic yeah. item, but I don't know if anyone can actually cast it. Uh, Is that one clerics can do or one... Uh, Tristan and Michaela can both cast it without blinking. Right, I don't cool. know about Corn off the top of my head. I believe, right. I believe not. It's full strength, bears endurance, of the cleric ones. Right, yes. And yeah, and Owl's wisdom, and then wizards get. Catch. Uh, sorry, I think bar- then bards get the other three. Yeah. And wizards get everything. Yeah. So um, druids, well, druids, druids, druids get everything. Get wizards get the other three. Yeah. So um, is Tristram or Michaela interested in it? I was thinking largely Tristram because it's such an archery thing. Uh. I believe that Cat's Grace is actually one of the bardic spells that he knows. Right. Yes, that sounds about right, because I know he was thinking about something next. I believe he does have a buff spell or two on this list. Uh, 
Yeah, Cat's Grace, Cure, Moderate, and Visibility. Are three right, so Tristram doesn't need it, and Michaela presumably doesn't want to boost her dex if she's, you know, it, it, it's... For people who wear plate, dex is not really that relevant a point. Uh, no, Michaela will take it in a heartbeat. Oh, okay. You're right in that it's useless to her with full plate. Um, but she might want it for when she's um, not Unless, her. you know, she doesn't... Have, have a full plate, plate on. on, yeah, and she, which she does periodically, in which case it could be extremely useful because it will burst her, boost her then extremely crappy AC. Mm-hmm. Okay, well she is welcome to it. Yep. Does she have the money to buy it right now? I'm happy to. Oh, it's, it's only like seventy five gold. So it's Sweet. Okay, so yes, she will buy a scroll of cash grace. Cool. I need a sheet of refill. Apparently she can just cast it somehow. Yeah, yeah, the, um... She did mention she had the capacity to cast arcade spells. Yeah. Or something. Well, I mean, Kaylin would be familiar that there is a skill called the magic device. Ah, yes, of course. Alright. It is, in fact, a class skill for roads and cards. Indeed. Okay, and... That's the full magic item slots. The magic item slot becomes vacant again, but of course that's not relevant because we've had our magic yep. item for the turn. Yep. Um. But um, I tell you what, um, what they've heard is rumours about the Blade of the Beyond. Yep. If I ever get a major magic item slot and I roll a great sword, I want it to be well, that you, great you sword. You know it's been found up north somewhere, yep. you know, but, but it hasn't shifted its way down here. Yeah, Caitlin makes interested noises. So you could, you could theoretically, you know, put in a pitch to buy it in the same way you could go and buy another one from Brevoy. It would yeah, just yeah. cost you the full eight grand. Yeah, yeah. So um, Caitlin says if Christopher can get that into his shop at some stage, he would be very okay. interested. Uh, Modify and rest. You can use the Royal Enforcer if you want to. Because he's an archaeologist, that's just perfect. No, I don't want to use the Royal Enforcer. Uh, change leadership. Um, that's an interesting point. But no, this turn we're not changing leadership. It may. Um, it, we're not changing leadership deliberately. It may happen as yep. a result of Kaylin's conversation. But okay. claim an abandoned hexes. Uh, this turn, I think it's actually going to be armies. And thinking of founding an army. I'm afraid so, Fuzzy. <laughs> This is what Kaelin would have done last turn, which didn't happen because um, Tristram was there instead. Yeah. Right. So, yes, you can do so. Um, when did that come in the turn order? It's, it's not in lieu of claiming... It's claiming abandoned hexes... Build terrain improvements, uh, create create and improve settlements, which is build buildings, yep. found a new city, or found an army in the yep. city. Okay, cool. Um, so what I want to do is find out how much, do army research, yep. and then I can consider if I want any terrain improvements as well, because then I'll know how much of my consumption and so on things are going to cost. Yep. You 
get handed the army rules, which are around somewhere. Heavens know where. Um, I believe they're in one of those plastic sheets that wasn't no. doesn't get routinely handed out because I'm not usually doing stuff with armies. Do you want me to read it or you? Um, I'm happy for you to read it. Um, would you like me to tell you the sort of thing I'm interested in and then you can tell me what I can actually do? Yeah, by all means. Um, so what I'm looking for is an army of um, regular old humans yeah. um, to be quartered in the Elk's Rest barracks. Yeah. So that's the my limiter on size. Yeah. Um, I want to do... Um, I'm looking at an, arm, at an active army that remains... Um, Around because there's no point in founding that one that just goes immediately goes on reserve because I might as well just do it for two if yeah. it makes no practical difference except, except um, you know if they if they had training and experience it would be a different matter but as it is yeah. the only difference between founding an army from scratch would be um, founding one that then disperses into the general population as the build points mm-hmm. so what I'm looking at is. Um, I want to know what size army of regular type individuals make sense and what they can do and how much they'll, I'll pay for them in consumption, that kind of thing. Right, so you can build what's called a medium army, which is a hundred soldiers. Yep. Um, three groups of kingdoms that have one, which you qualify for. Um, these are... It's it's essentially more or less a hundred third level warriors. Cool. Um, give or take, you know, some support staff for it. Yeah, 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 Spiritually, functionally, functionally, yep. A hundred third level warriors. Yep. Um, that will be comprised of, in, for the largest part, humanoids. Yeah. Human third level warriors. Yeah, yeah. Very given degree of human and warriors. Yeah. Yeah, we don't. Um, you, you know, some some of them are halflings, some of them yep. are elves. The kingdom doesn't really draw a distinction. Yeah. Um, so you can build that. That is um, functionally about the smallest army you can build. Yeah. Um, yes, I remember that, that you telling me exists. I remember you telling me there was no point building a smaller army like could be that could be quartered in a watchtower because effectively they don't exist. Uh, they will cost you one consumption a month as an inactive army, as Sweet. opposed to one consumption a week. Make it as an active army, yep. Um, they may be made active within a week's notice, so if a huge army suddenly turns up on your doorstep, your soldiers are not physically all sitting around in the barracks ready to go, yeah, yeah. so you're, you're kind of screwed. But, um, but the, 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 um, the thing is, the huge army would have to teleport in, because otherwise they have to physically walk across my borders, at which point I will get some notice. And then you can spend a bunch more um, build points to give them improved various thingies. Cool. You can't teach them tactics, because they the haven't had battles to learn yeah. them. Um, but I can buy them better gear and stuff? Yeah. Cool. Um... How many build points do I pay just to make them? Because you said they cost one build point a month to pay. Uh, I believe when you form them, you pay their consumption. That's my understanding. Raising an army. Armies must be built within a city. Uh, building an army costs its consumption and build points, and it takes a month to train and assemble them. So right. Basically. So, so this month I don't have access to them because I'm building them. Yeah. And th- it costs. So it's essentially, you pay, I pay one. Build you pay point. one build point to form your army and start training them and all the rest yeah. of it. 
and then every month after that you pay another bill point to maintain their weapons, bring them together for training periodically, etc., etc., fee, you know, that sort of thing. Cool. You're, you're paying them basically a reservist salary where you're paying them all a minor amount to be available, cool. which then increases as they actually start doing things. Yep, and then the question, um, with regard to the various upgrades, I can buy them. Yep. Um, do I have to do that? Do I have to buy them with those the upgrades when I found them? No. Or can I buy them upgrades they're, at a later stage? They're, they're literally physical things that you hand to the people. So cool. you, you've got healing potions, like better armour, better weapons, mounts, ranged weapons for them, siege engines, that sort of thing. Sweet. But there's no compelling reason you can't buy them later for them. Can I take it to a yeah, seat yeah, at, the, um, at that section of the various improvements I can buy? Um, I, I would apply the same kingdom limitations on building things that I'd give you oh, for like yeah, buildings yeah. and things. When you dedicate all your resources to getting a hundred masterwork armors made for your army, that takes up the time and organisation that you could be using to build a building instead style of thing. Yeah. So essentially, um, buying my army improvements counts as building a building? Yeah, I think so. We'll, we'll go with that. Okay. I mean, that's, that's not going to seriously hamper you. Um, yeah, I think if you're, if you're building them in when you build the army, that's a different matter. Yeah. Because as a part of training and equipping them, the thing is, as a part of training and equipping them, you buy them all breastplate. Yeah. And then later you go back and have a hundred masterwork breastplate forged, whereas if, as a part of making them... Cool, that's On fine. the other hand, you can build a lot of... You, you, I think at this point can almost build two buildings a turn. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm nearly big enough. Yeah. Cool. All right, um... One consumption a turn, that's excellent. Um. So at this point, you're building terrain improvements, you're building any buildings, and you're either founding a new settlement, which you probably have no desire to do, no. or creating an army unit. Cool, you that's right. You can't do both. So I'm, I'm going back and doing looking at climbing or abandoning hexes, yep. having pre-selected that I'm also going to build an yep, army yep. instead of building a settlement, which, as you say, was not huge on my priority list. And I am going to choose not to... No, and um, I am going to... I actually have a moderate amount of build points. I am going to choose not to build buildings. Yep. Um, Kaelin is at, you know, it's month 8 of 12. Yep. Um, we need to build a temple to Avatar. Yep. And we need to do it moderately soon, and we don't have the build points for it. So my contribution this turn is I'm going to do the army thing. Okay, so no climate advantage hexes, no terrain improvements, no improved settlements. Yep. Create an army unit. Yes. So what I would like... Um, so um, Keston Garris... I'm choosing Keston Garris to be its general. Yep. Um, um <laughs> Because he's been riding around recruiting people. Yep. And I would like to spend an extra two build points on its creation. I, I, I cost me one. I would like to spend an extra two build points on its creation and yep. buy them ranged weapons. By all means. So, I don't think I've actually given you um, army character sheets, have I? They're not on your kingdom character sheets. I, I don't believe so. I, right. I haven't actually checked. Let me check specifically for um, army type stuff. 
Because it's, it's only, you know, half a dozen stats. Yeah, yeah, so just give me a fr- another piece of refill for the uh, army. For, for that matter, you're welcome to just write it down, write the basic thing down. Oh. Just boosting my consumption by one um, to reflect the um, army cost, and I've mm-hmm. taken out three build points to cost army with ranged weapons. Because I may just um, <coughs> use one sheet from multiple armies at this yep. stage. Yeah, the, the army character sheet is little blocks for, yep. for seven or eight army style of thing. Yeah. Um, but I need to actually <coughs> look at it and see if there's any bits I need to delete off it. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Mm, okay. Um, okay, so you have a poultry militia. Oh, really? Yeah. Poultry? It's, it's purely a size-related thing. Yeah. It's poultry, regular, enormous. Yeah. Um, which is a medium army of warrior three. Medium army of warrior three humanoids. Hit which is their, their AC functionally, yep. um, and OM plus one, which is their to hit functionally. Okay. Speed two, consumption one. Speed two, As to what all that trap means, um, your speed is basically, um, they can clock cover two hexes in a day. Cool. Um, their OEM is their offense modifier, their to hit, their defense value is how hard they are to hit back. Yeah. Um, hit points, pretty obvious. Yeah. I mean, their, their hit points are ridiculously low compared to yours as a character, but the damage they take is accordingly very low. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I, I presume it's, um, I'll be able to tell whether, I mean, it, it's probably implicit that I shouldn't march up against them, uh, yeah. up against any huge army. Yeah, I mean they're, they're ultimately rubbish, you know, compared to another solidly sized army. Yeah, but they're, you know, it's still a hundred trained guys. Yeah, yeah. And their leader is Kirsten Garris. Yes, I put that down. And um, do I note some kind of special ability bows thing in there? Uh, that they have ranged weapons. Yep. And, and their ranged weapons are basically they have sufficient long bows and javelins and all that sort of thing. You get that classic charge of the armies thing where they get one round of 
Sure. Yeah, with all their bows, and then it's the clash of swords and horses. Yeah, yeah. They're not like, you know, a professional archery unit, but um, that does give them options. Well, the thing is, at, at the scale of how the army battles work, you ultimately don't get a lot of time to stand on opposite sides of the field and sling arrows at each other forever. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and... It's the thing that looked most important to Kalen off his, from his mercenary training off the list of um, extras. Mm-hmm. Also, it wasn't very expensive, but mm-hmm. it was a relevant factor in the stack. Yeah, yeah, it's because it's it's essentially, you know, a one-shot, you get one free attack out of them, sort yeah. of thing, and, and then it stops. Yeah. Okay, and... Uh, great army units issue edicts is the next one change uh, your promotion levels yeah no it's still, still, still good with them for the moment uh, make withdrawals make deposits uh, sell magic things yep collect taxes yes the fun bit the drama, the drama. come on I want to make this economy check and I want a big number big number that's a big number okay I definitely make it when I need to roll this. Oh, yeah, this is 12 plus 29. 12 plus 29. Plus button. Yeah, plus one. Sweet. Um, now, the um, balance of how this works, um, thing. Um, divide. I, I don't have to subtract the unrest for the, from that, right? I just the, the unrest just affects whether I make the check or not. Uh, I haven't quite followed the question. So, you are making. So if you don't remember how this works anymore, you make an economy check. Yep. Which is penalised by your unrest because all yep. your checks are. Yep. Do you succeed in your economy yes. check? Yes. Okay. So. Then divide the result by three? Correct. Around that. So, so no. your result is 12 plus your economy minus your unrest. Yep. Yep, no, that's fine. Um, so I gained 13 build points. Yep. Throw them in the pile. And then I gain another 3 build points. Because of my... Um, Alright, so... 22 minus 7 plus 16. Ooh! Um one build point off what I need to create the temple if I want to spend <laughs> everything I've got on it. So you need to go out and find um, uh-huh. you, you need to go out and find um, 4,000 gold somewhere. Well I'm going to have to have another light turn next turn yep. because I was never really going, if I'd have been 33 instead of 31 I was never really going to go, sweet, so we'll just pay every penny yeah, we've well, got. It wouldn't work anyway because you start with paying consumption and exactly. you immediately drop under. Exactly. So, but we're getting pretty close at which point we probably want to stop pissing through them and start saving up. And you get a Kingdom event. Yes. I am so excited. I love Kingdom events. Uh, not that I think it's going to be a negative one. It's going to be a negative one. But it might not be. So cynical. It's probably the bandits. And before them, the rabble rouser. And before them, the other bad thing. It's been three bad things in a row. So... Tristram's fashion sense is looking like a long John comes ago. to you and tells you that there's a magical, magical monster, you know, that's that's handing out gold coins and temples. Yeah. It throws temples at people. Yes, yes. Cease with the sarcasm and tell me what's happening. Okay. Um, I promise I'll apologise if it's something good. Uh, 
you get um, George comes to see you um, sort of casually, semi-casually in the middle of the day. Yeah. Thing. Knocks on your door. Uh, he's still your high priest. Isn't he? Yeah. Yes. Sorry, it's been a while since we last played. Ah, Caleb, there you are. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just having a moment about your phrase for George. Yes, it's tea and crumpets. It's yeah. Tea and yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm somewhere under this pile of papers. Pull up a chair. Pull up a chair. And he does so. He he looks. Um, he he doesn't look per- terribly sad, but he looks slightly somber. Um, and he says, "I'm afraid I have some rather bad news." Oh. Uh, you know, I've been, uh, I, I, you know, I've been somewhat filling a, filling, filling a doctor's role for the community, healing the sick as I can, that sort of thing. Aye, aye. Um, I'm afraid that, I'm afraid that it's, it's Lady Nichols' time. Oh. Her hair's beginning to go white. It knows that's not a good sign. I would give her perhaps a week, not much more. Oh dear. It, it's not un- it's not entirely unexpected of course. She's, I, she's I, rather advanced. I, I knew she, I knew she was I, I knew she was old. I, I mean I figured at some point it had it had come up, but it's it's a blow and no mistake. And um I'm I'm oh very sorry for it. She's well aware of this, of course. I think um, maybe I'd like to go see her and, and talk to her a bit. I, I think that would be a good idea. So, essentially, the, the conception which um, Caelan might or might not already know, and if not, Jod explains, is that um, gnomes functionally go through a thing called... Gnomes who routinely have bright purple and green yeah. and weird here and there um, eventually go through a thing called the bleaching, which is they, they sort of run out of... It's it's literally according to the gnomic traditions is they run out of excitement in their life, which is why the gnomes keep seeking adventures. Don't yeah. think they run out of excitement in their life and functionally die of old age. Yeah, it's called the bleaching because their hair goes white. Yeah, and then they just kind of go smack. Yeah, um, Lady Nichols been expecting it for some time. Yeah, yeah. The the gnomish theory being you can functionally stave off death by having an exciting enough life. Yeah. Which, of course, tends to result in getting eaten by a dire bear before you die of old age. Yeah. I think Mr. Luke's had enough of being in there. Happy to have him back cuddling me. Yep. in process of... Yeah, yeah, but we can let him actually finish pooping, mm-hmm. and he's probably getting on ready for a feed at some point as well. Uh, he's had one not terribly long ago. Okay, no worries. Um, because he had one just before you went. Ah, uh, yes. So that was about an hour and a bit ago. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you go and see Lady Nickel. Yes. Um, and she is functionally lying, she is in her home lying in her bed, um, and she does indeed look very... She, she's always looked very old and heavily wrinkled and stuff yeah. over that. But she looks she looks very weak at this point. Her, her skin is quite pale. 
and her hair indeed has started, not at the roots, but at the tips, started going white. There's about a solid centimetre of white in there. Um, just, you know, stark, stark, yeah. pale white. Um, and she looks up at you. Ah, Kaylin, dear. Come in, come in. Kaylin will come and sit down by her bed. You'll excuse, you'll excuse me if I don't get up. Aye, please don't. Um, Kaylin is actually going to take her hand at this point. There are several, there are several, um, not people around the house. You will actually see several little fairy folk and things kind of bustling around the place, you know, looking after her. Yeah. At some point you look around, there's the little hot cup of tea and cookies that she'd usually be serving you, so yeah. sitting there by by the bed. Yeah. Kaylin will nibble on a cookie, but in kind of a depressed way. Mm-hmm. I take it John's meant to see you. I... She sort of shrugs slightly and, you know, takes your hand and pats it in a very grandmotherly fashion. I know this can be hard for you young people to accept, but age catches up with us all in the end. I've been prepared for this for quite some time. I know it will be a little sad for you, dear, and I know it will make, perhaps make life a little more difficult around around Stag Thorn. But uh, uh, she sort of nods, slightly closes her eyes a little bit, and about a minute later, you know, opens them up and continues the conversation. But when you reach my age, dying of old age no longer quite has that terror it does at youth. Think of it as packing up to go on a very long vacation, very long, very overdue vacation. I, I've no doubt you've earned your rest. I just, and it's a good, I guess I just wanted to tell you, I think it's a good thing you've done for us. I, I'm not the man who deals naturally with the fame, me being painfully straightforward and inclined to fall for things and then being tricksy, as you might say. But I, it's worked out well so far, and I intend to do my best to see it keeps going. Do look after the little ones, dear. Somebody needs to. I'll do my best. I've got um, Tristram. Tristram's teaching me Sylvan. It's not what you'd say is coming natural to me, but it's been born upon me this month in particular that I need to. Um, I need. Uh, it, it's something I need. I need under my belt, as it were. I'll do, I'll do, I know my, I'm their king too, and I'll do my best for them, you have my word. And what you've, you've done well for us. I know it's just the latest chapter in the long life of doing things, but what you've started in Stag Thorn, we'll keep an eye on it for you. I wouldn't have traded it for the world, dearie. It was great fun. Is there anything that you'd be wanting in particular for yourself? She. Or anything you were wanting to to see or to do? She shakes shakes her head slightly at this. Oh, a great many things, I'm sure. With a thousand more years on me, I might start to remotely tick through the list. But 
I think what you mean to ask me are, is there anything you can do for me? And just knowing there are people around who care is what makes the difference. You sort of pass your hand again. Well, I'm thinking I have had a bit of an adventure this last uh, month myself. Um, I don't know if you've had the opportunity to visit the First World yourself, but perhaps you'd like me to tell you about what I saw. I would love to hear that, <laughs> So Caelan's going to spend a couple of hours just generally hanging out with her, telling yep. her what he's experienced, which is much more label friendly than his average adventures, yep. and, and um, sort of, hearing sort of, about potentially hearing about things she wants to tell me, or just talking and letting her rest. She sort of periodically nods off for a yep. bit as this goes on, and you just kind of yep. trail off your story, try and guess at where you left off, yep. wait until she wakes up and continue on. Yeah. And yes. Okay. So, um, I will note down where we got up to with the kingdom. Yep. Um, I would like to... This, I, this I, is your kingdom event. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know when that happens in the month, but I would like to stick around... For the week that she's yep. in the process of dying, effectively. Yep. So basically, um, she will spend it. She she will spend a couple more days, and um, nobody comes to wake you in the middle of the night or anything. Yeah, don't function need to know, but um, she just goes quietly in the night about four days after you've had that conversation with her. Yeah. So Kaylin will, you know, not hang on for a sleeve, but periodically just visit and check on her. Mm-hmm. So, that is the eighth day into the month. Cool. Yep. I figured it out when you said um, John comes to see me and he says it's rather ser- it's rather serious. I was like, oh, maybe Michael. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Kalen's kind of been expecting it. Yeah, yeah. It? From a certain point of view, it was made clear. You know, I could effectively wait her out as a counselor if I didn't like her. But actually, I really liked her. and She was doing a great job. It was all a bit sad, really. Um. And there, there will be functionally a, a fairly elaborate state funeral effectively Excellent. here um, at Lady Nichols' request, held basically on the outskirts of the Temple of the Elk, you know, pretty much in the forest. <coughs> yeah. Um, where there is pretty a, a vast outpouring that at this point is about eighty percent of the town. Yeah. Um, and about forty percent of um, uh, Thornwatch as well. Yeah. Um, have come to Fuel here, and John stands up and um, makes a speech about how, you know, for almost two years now we've had the privilege of knowing this this remarkable woman, you know, who was old of old of years but young at heart, you know, who sought nothing more than peace with the Fae and helped bring our kingdom together. And we'll, we'll be remembered as our first and one of our greatest counselors, style of thing, as yeah. as Stagthorn endures for years to come. Yeah, he's. He's he's a little stiff, but he's a very he's a reasonably good orator. He's clearly yeah. used to doing these sort of funeral services. Yeah. Um, and indeed, you know, there is a pause weeping yeah. many little fae from the trees. Yeah. 
Kaelin will um, speak briefly about um, basically what a nice person she was, what a good what a good job she did for the kingdom, and how he hopes her legacy will will be remembered and carried mm-hmm. on. So, um, then at some point there will be a general council meeting to discuss, you know, yeah, what, what to do in her absence, etc., etc., etc. So before that happens, can we jump back in time a little bit? Yep. There is something I would like to do. Carol was going to do early in the month. And I would like to sort of jump it back and do it before I got word of this. By all means. It will also impact on this council meeting, and it's a scene that will fit better in the context of Carolyn not knowing about this. By all means. Um, okay, so... Um, Carolyn is going to have a conversation with Lillian, Lily, which is going to involve him breaking up with her. Yep. Um, and as preparation for this, he wants to make her something... Mm-hmm. Um, and specifically what he's looking to do is um, use his craft jewellery making yep. and make her some ruby studded dagger hilts yep. uh, so um, I'm looking to spend you know about 300 GP on them mm-hmm. so if that's okay um, functionally rendering the masterwork in the process yep. Yep. so um, I, I have crossed off the 300 GP so I would like to make a um, craft jewellery making Luke says okay. Good to know. I know he's the real GM here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's a 13, which mm-hmm. is not too shabby. Yep, you craft some elegant ruby dagger, dagger hilts. Cool. So it's sort of um, fairly early in the month, which fits in with when he was going to want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, he invites Lillian out to dinner. He invites Lillian to dinner at this house. Yep. And he's um, dressed nicely and spent some time on the menu. Yep. And she indeed, you know, shows up looking quite looking looking quite nice um, yeah. on on display a bit as she is wont to do. Yeah. Um, and sort of swans in, looking pretty charming. And ah, Galen, there you are. And, and ah, Galen, there you are. Thank you for inviting me. It's good to see you again. She'll come up to you, sort of grab you, and plant a big kiss on you. Yeah. So Kaylin is kind of stiff and yeah. you know a bit awkward here. Um, but you know we'll sit down and, and have dinner with her. Yeah. Um, what is that I smell? Yeah. Mm. Um, <sighs> so um, Kaylin will you know take her aside into the living room and um, there's something I've got to discuss with you and it, it's it's not easy. It, what? Um, sit down. Business or pleasure? Uh, Neither, really, I'm afraid. I uh, She looks a bit more serious and takes yep. a seat and keeps watching you. Um, I've had... <sighs> I've enjoyed the time we've spent together very much, but... I've had the occasion to do quite a bit of thinking what with, you know, being stranded and, and being stranded in the first world and that. And it's... There. Made me realise that I've made something of a mistake. It's... 
when you um when you asked me to um, come out with you that first time, I thought that there wasn't anyone in my heart that I was free to accept. And I've realised that this this past month I've realised that there is someone else that I care for. And I don't think it's fair to you to keep going with with this. And I'm really upset about that because when you asked me out that way you gave me a great gift. It's not um, no one's ever done that. Um, asked me out, showing that they were interested in me. It meant a very great deal to me. And if circumstances were otherwise, in some ways we don't know each other very well. But if circumstances were otherwise, I think we could get to know each other better and maybe one day be very happy together. But as it is, I've put us both in a predicament where you've given me something very precious and I fear I haven't really done the same. Helen just kind of sits yeah. and looks down. Yeah. So she is not a fool. Um, as soon as this this conversation starts, like a, about two sentences into it, her face begins to harden up a bit. Yes. Yeah. Well, before you get there, she can see where this is headed. Yeah. Which is you know, sort of what you're aiming for. You're yeah, trying yeah, to. Uh, yeah. The um, it's a, it, it, the goal in breaking up with someone is not necessarily that you get to the com- end of the conversation and they have no idea that it's happened, even if that would be the less painful way to do it. Um, so her face starts to harden as this this goes on a bit. Um, she does, however, you know, keep listening to you. Um, then she says, and there's this this lengthy pause. Yeah. Oh. I'm sorry. I see. There's someone else? Not. I've never been out with. I've never been out with anyone else. I've never done anything with anybody else. But there's someone else that I care for. And if I realised that sooner I wouldn't have put you in this I'm sorry I would have thought that the fact that she's married with a child would put you off I didn't mean sweet mana <laughs> it's the first assumption yeah I, I, it's not it's not it's not her Who is it? Uh, 
It's Bryn. She stares at you for a moment and then... You cannot be serious. The, the, the wolf girl. I. Over me. I, it's not. It's not a matter of overs. It's not. What can she possibly have? That, ugh. I don't think that's a good road for us to go down. I'm sorry I it's not fit that I don't anyone seeing the two of us together would wonder what you were doing with me in the first place it's it's not it's it's not fair it's an insult to you and it's not fair to you that it should have come out this way she sort of Puts her head in her hand, rubs her face for a moment, and thinks about this. <laughs> well, I suppose I cannot say that you have not been honest about it. And it is not as if we were intending to be betrothed or intending to be betrothed or anything remotely of this sort. Uh, I, uh, I, I am surprised that, that you would that anyone would pick Bryn over it. Uh, in any event I well congratulations you are moving on to a very short list of people who have dumped me I'm really sorry it really isn't the way around it should be. She sort of sighs, then actually looks, you know, less hard, less hardened a bit, and she sort of shrugs slightly. No. But the world is not often the way that it should be. The heart wants what the heart wants, even if it makes no sense of any kind to any form of observer anywhere under any circumstances. Understood. Anyway, um, it's up to you. Um, Carolyn puts the dagger she's in the middle of the, ta- in, the, middle of the in the middle table that he's got in his lounge sort of w- between which they are sitting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's up to you whether you want to um, take him, sell him, or just leave him on the table. But I made him for you because because you really did give me something very precious and these may not, may not be the, these may not be the same sort of thing but they were the best I could do uh, and Mavashti never leaves anything on the table and they get picked up yeah um and and won't be will basically be put away yeah. into a satchel bag because she'll need to go and get yeah. them attached to the daggers by yeah. the weaponsmith who knows what they're doing style of thing. Yeah, but um, she does indeed slip them away. <coughs> Looks a bit happier. Um, she says, "Ah, uh, this 
It is all right. I forget that. I, I I forget that you are not as quite as experienced in these matters as I am. It will not be my first breakup, and it quite certainly won't be my last. Hopefully, for you it is your last. You are very bad at it. I know. I know. It's not the only aspect of these things I'm very bad at. Uh, so, listen. Um, I would be happy... It's, it's up to you what you want to do now, but the post of Diplomat is open for as long as you want it. You're doing a good job with it, and we'd be happy for you to stay on. If you did want to leave, I would ask that you wait a few months to make it clear that it had nothing to do with us. I've seen enough of people having their reputations tainted because of associations with me. Whatever else, you're a beautiful and staggeringly talented woman. You don't deserve any any slurs on your name. Any court would be glad to have you. Are you expecting me to wait around while you caught this wolf girl in front of me? Nay, I'm not going to do anything with Bryn for a while yet. Um, I just want some time. If you if you want to leave, I want there to be some time between us separating and you leaving the council, so it's clear that you chose to follow your own path. Yeah. She she nodded. Fair enough request. And. You're welcome to. You're most welcome to um, suggest that you came to your senses and dump me. Everyone will probably find that a great deal more plausible. Oh, I think we we already knew that was going to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, and just at that point. Yeah. The the conversation continues along this vein. Yeah. Sort of thing, um, and closing out the the end of the evening, she. I think on the whole I will stay away from you for a while until we have need to meet again for business, not pleasure. Uh, she she sort of pats the side of your face slightly, slightly yeah. passionate. Yeah. It's alright, Kevin. It was, it was just a relationship. It wasn't anything too serious. Kevin will nod, look sad. <laughs> but just so you don't forget what you were giving up, and so you have a good basis for comparison, grabs you by the front of the shirt, pulls you in, and gives you the full-on French kiss with yeah. heavy amounts of tongue and all the rest of it. Yeah. You know, lets you go a couple of minutes later, and Caelan sort of... Ah, 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 yeah, Caelan just stands there with a goofy expression on his face. Mm-hmm. And then she strides out, sort of swaying her hips very, very yeah. exaggeratedly as she goes. Yeah. Um, and later on you will later on when you talk to her again when she's slightly calmer about it style of thing she will indeed say basically she'll stick around for the moment but at some point we'll be leaving her position yeah so basically the goal is um, you know in the sense that it wasn't we didn't exactly have a super 
public yeah. relationship, but on the other hand, people were sort of watching. Yeah. Um, people will no doubt notice that we're not together anymore. Yeah. If at the same time she leaves the the diplomat position, people will say that she was yeah. in it because she was sleeping with me, whereas well, if she waits a couple of months, it will look less like a, a one-follows-the-other style of thing. What she says is basically... Um, Find a diplom- um, find someone else suitable for the post of diplomat. Yeah. If you don't do it, you know, in what I consider a sufficient time frame, I'll just leave you hanging. Yeah. Your sorry. problem. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she, she. You can give me a sense motive check here. Yes. Not one. Nineteen. Okay. Um, the. Impression that you take off her is is probably exactly what came across from the play. There, she's annoyed about it. Yeah, she's not massively. I'm going to burn your house down the night yeah. style of annoyed. You wouldn't put it past her to find that to find some sort of get back at you or Bryn or both in some fashion, ske- little obnoxious scheme in there yeah. somewhere to make her feel better style of thing. Yeah, um, and if she just does something to Kalen, he's fine with that. Bribing her has actually placated her quite nicely. Sweet, huh? Um, yeah, because it, it was really meant to be more of a sentimental gesture, but she, uh, she I just, think the, she, the more pragmatic aspect is definitely he's not she, she just doesn't seem to have taken it all that seriously. Her attitude appears to be, well, you know, screw you, buddy, you're yeah. boss. Yeah. Um, and it's definitely... Um, the, the, the thing she's most upset about is the, the really... Her? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, compared to me, really? Yeah. Yeah, but if I didn't tell her she was going to keep thinking it was Svetlana, and I've really done Svetlana's (laughs) reputation enough damage already. It's just the first one. Like, there's another woman, but but it's complicated. Oh, I bet it is. Yeah. Why is it so foreign to everyone that after breaking up with the girl, I might wait a couple of months before trying to pick up the other girl? Because mm-hmm. Lillian wouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good reason. <laughs> yeah, I think the the yeah that was a good call. Like the the manner in which she took that just confirms Kalen's impression. She's a she's a hell of a woman, but she's not the woman for him. <laughs> um, by the end of the month. Yeah. Um, it is the the sort of well known gossip on the street. Yeah, um, is that is that she she has dumped you and moved on style of yeah. thing. Um, Which I don't think surprises anyone so much as why she was dating him in the first place style of thing. And that she has been seen in Keston Garrison's company fairly prominently. Sweet. Mm-hmm. She's sure like not not literally that night, but uh, yeah. or, you know a couple of weeks later style of thing. Yeah. Well, that's perfectly classy and legitimate. And she's certainly not going to break... Kirsten's a good choice for a rebound guy. Mm-hmm. She's certainly not going to break his heart. And that's your kingdom turn. Yes. So, yeah, you can see, sort of see why I wanted to do that yes, um, yes. beforehand. So, the council now has to consider the potential impact of a couple yeah, of... After, after Lady Nichols died in the funeral, um, she will come up to you and have a much more somber word, which yeah. sort of says to you, you know, okay, well, yeah, just just to be clear, I'll definitely stick around for a bit for the good of the kingdom. Yeah, but and you should start thinking about. Yeah, Kaelin will assure her that we'll we'll come up with an alternative. 
Yes. So basically, what we have is a meeting of the council where it's um, or possibly actually just a meeting of the five characters because it's going to yep. be a relatively frank conversation about Lillian, which you know I don't necessarily uh, wouldn't have with her in the room style of thing. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. So, also because when we're moving council rules around, it tends to be just the five and not everyone we're considering. Yes, because you'll be inherently excluding people or... Um, people Here, here's my council month sheet. Okay, also, I would gain a point of unrest this month because Lady Nickel has died. Uh, no, you gain a point of unrest next, next month, month because next your council has changed. Yeah. You either have a new councillor or you don't, but either way, your old councillor has ceased. Yeah. Uh, you do, however, um, immediately, effectively take the relative hit. Lady Nicola is no longer in the job. Yeah. So you lose the benefits of her counsellor. Yeah. So I should change my kingdom stat. But that doesn't affect the kingdom turn? No. It will affect the next kingdom turn, though. Yeah, so I Because the, the theory is that even if you assign someone immediately the second yeah. she's in the ground... Um, it still takes them some time to actually get up to speed with the job and everything else. Oh, that's sad. Um, she does not, Lady Nickel does not die in such a way as to leave lots of time to yeah. you know, for her to train a proper successor and all the rest of it stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm and the unrest that you get from this comes in the form of people going, well, you know, we, we kind of miss her, it's certainly not the king's fault, uh, but there is, however, a lot of wondering, for better or worse, as to whether the policies are going to change now that she's yeah. out of the picture. I would imagine it actually largely res- represents concern on part of the fate. Yeah. She was their representative much more than she was, in, you know, she was the, she was pretty much the sole architect of the whole fate, fate a tolerance yeah. policy, and the, mo- the one they most felt comfortable with. And the councillor, yep. so you know, that's a pretty big um, supply of things. So we have a meeting with the inner council. Mm-hmm. Um, which basically isn't particularly, you know, dodgy or malevolent. No, yeah, no, it's just the ones who definitely aren't going anywhere. So. No, it, I mean, it's literally the conception you'd have in a multiplayer game. Yeah. I talk to the party, which you yeah. would do all... Okay. All yep. good whenever you are. Yep. So. Um, senior. So, it's a... It's a damn shame to be talking of politics so soon. But circumstances being what we are, that is our jobs. And the fact of the matter is... We need a new councillor. And folks are no doubt aware we're also going to need a new diplomat in the nearish future. There's several. Um, M- Michaela remains completely unreadable. Yeah. You know, Tristan looks polite. Yeah. And Bryn and Corwin just kind of actively, you know, give each other a look of like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so... We've got a few folks floating around who might be able to do various jobs, but the thing that 
rather leaps out to my mind is that um, Svetlana's been on the table as someone who could be either a diplomat or a councillor, and old Oleg felt he could have a crack at the councillor position. I don't fancy him as a councillor on the equal of Lady Nickel, who, but she was one of the best. She was amazing. I, I don't think we've got anyone in our roster necessarily who could equal her, except possibly one or two folks who are already pretty busy where they are. So, my thought would be to go see them and talk to them about how they'd feel about taking on those roles for us. I was never minded to offer Switvana a role without offering Oleg one, if at least in terms of finding him something he could do. I don't want to stir up strife between them. And this way strikes me as a good opportunity to see how they do. We don't necessarily have to stick with them forever if we come up with an alternatives and they don't don't fit, we can find them other positions. But it would be a lot better than no one at all, which is what we're faced with in the near future. Mm-hmm. Um, the other option, of course, is that Michaela can go back to the diplomat role. Uh, for, she was doing a good job at it, of course, but uh, we are a bit lacking in potential spy masters. We do have Mitmic, but um, I would be happy to resume the role of Grand Diplomat if, if required by circumstance. I'm sure people will talk if we assign another Cobalt to our council, but that is a situation we're used to. I'm sure people will also talk if Svetlana is assigned so recently after your personal circumstances. I know. I.e. like you've just broken up with your other girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, it is a problem. Particularly if you're you're literally trading the two of them off in the same position. Yeah. Like Lillian is ceasing to be the diplomat and Svetlana has been assigned the role. Yeah. Yes, Michaela approaches this quite delicately, but leaves you in no doubt that, um, that pe- people will draw a certain inevitable conclusion if the chain of events is literally, you know, um, Lillian dumps you, immediately gets fired as the diplomat that, that very month, and then Svetlana is put in the role. That's a really good point. Dispiriting, but really good. I take it it's not going to make it that any better if I put Oleg in there as well? Uh, it's it's slightly different if you're not putting Svetlana in Lillian's role, so yeah. you're making Svetlana the counselor and Oleg the um, grand diplomat or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Although um, we never really considered it. I mean, I think Svetlana would be a good counselor, and that would remove uh, Michaela would certainly be a good diplomat again, and that would remove the whole um, vexed question. But that leaves two problems, which is what we do with Oleg, mm-hmm. and um, who's the spy master. I'm really not I, I was actually quite happy with my one cobalt counselor I don't think you want to appoint a second thank you Luke can I have tissue yep yep yeah no 
I know. You uppercutted the bottle over your face and then someone else spilled formula on your eyes. I tell you what, sweetie. Mm-hmm. What about if I take him for a bit? He's being a big pain and you've had a huge stint with that. By all means, yeah. Huh? And I'm over the kingdom building part, which is the, um... Mathy bits. Mathy bits. Yeah, I know, I know. You made Daddy feel spill formula in your eyes, and then you didn't like having formula in your eyes. Mm-hmm. It is indeed a difficult world. He's a bad person. That's a good person. A fresh person to spit up, and that's what the doctor ordered. Mm-hmm. So... Um, the other one we've got that we could consider is um, Loy and Latricia, yep. who are currently mayor and mayoress of the town, but yep. could be moved around. Um, um, Goody Niska's name will be floated around at various points in here too. Oh! No, nobody's particularly desperately pushing for her, it's just, you know, another option that's there. Oh yes, we've got Kundal, Goody Niska, and Pearl Lavish. And my master Jubilus Nathropple. Oh yes, the explorer. Mm-hmm. You're welcome to just stuff the dummy in him instead of formula if that's what he wants. I think right now he doesn't really want anything. My world is suffering You think your kingdom's got problems. Alright, um, I've got those four, um, Kundal, Guri Niska, Pearl Lavish, and Jubilees Nathropple down as possible candidates for things. Yeah. Could I get a feel for what kind of things they might be interested in? Ah, uh, yes, yes, by all means. Um, you'll just have to give me 10,000 minutes to, uh, put to all my various bits. Yeah, it's, um, the councillor ship's a pile of stuff. Tracking. So, Jubilees uh, Nathropple, based on like you, you'd have to find him again because yeah. not physically in the city, but that's not compellingly difficult. To yeah. Know. Um. Unless he's trying to hide from you. Um. So. He is potentially available. Um, the one he would elect to go for, given his brothers, would quite clearly be Marshall, the ride around and explore and poke at things yeah. style role. Um, the the ones that you think, based off the impression that you could sell them to, are the more militarily minded ones. So Marshall, General Warden. Marshall, General Warden, Royal Enforcer. Uh, yes, actually. And Spymaster would actually be a possibility, too. Be it a different, um... Different kind. Different kind of Spymaster. Spymaster. Interesting. Okay, um... Pearl Lavish. Yep. Uh, Pearl Lavish will volunteer for every role. Okay, awesome. Um, regardless of what it is. It, it is blatantly apparent, um, based on what he is, that he would probably be a particularly, um disruptive high priest given that he doesn't appear to have any form of religion that you're aware of. Yeah. Um, and you can't really see anyone taking necessarily taking him seriously enough to be a royal enforcer. Yeah. But but everything else he is happy to volunteer for. He has no particular preference. Okay. 
That's super reassuring. You, you talked to him about, uh, you know, you talked to him about these, and he said, "Yes, I would be excellent at all of these roles." Yep. Who would not flee the battlefield when they see me coming? Yep. Goody Niska. Uh, okay, so Goody Niska is um, less the is completely uninterested in anything. Um, Military yeah, 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 yeah. to the point we, but it's not like you're going to go to the midwife and go, "Hey, can you be the general?" I, I'm sorry. Yeah. Are you drunk? Yeah, no. uh, where is? She's definitely got a less militant. You know, if she hates men, she hates them in a less crystal like. There's a reason Crystal didn't get counsel. You know, Crystal's still technically available. There's a reason she didn't get a bunch of the counseling ones. Um. So. Her first, her first preference. Yep. Um, would actually be high priestess. Yep. Um, but Which god does she follow? Um, as far as she she hasn't like particularly had a conversation yep. with us about with you about this, but you can fairly trivially um, yep. walk around and find this out. Um, it's it's Aristel, although she's of the very uh, the, the liberal sect, yeah, yeah, because they, she's they, got they, a very pro-feminist style yeah. thing going on. Yeah, um, but Caitlin's much more the liberal side than the particularly startling. Lead. Yeah, yeah, she she's on the yeah. extreme left for the church, yeah. effectively. Yeah, um, because she's actually of the belief. Uh, the, like the Aristotelian beliefs run all the way from if your husband beats you, you know, count on someone else to sort that out under no circumstances. Leave him. Yeah. Um, and it's 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 only getting to the extreme le- the extreme leftist view is it's okay to leave your husband you know for any given reason yeah if he's not keeping up his end of the marriage style thing yeah so she's she's definitely towards the extreme left of that but she yeah. is Aristotle. Um she would happily volunteer for counselor as well for for much the same reasons yeah. um, grand diplomat you could probably push her towards but it's not her, her first yeah. instinct. Um, Magister, she would do. Um, Treasurer, again, wouldn't be her first instinct, but she would do it. Yep. And Spymaster, actually, likewise. Really? She's she's a person who's always got her ear to the ground, the community. That's a really she, interesting idea. She, she's literally, you know, the centre for a lot of sort of the woman's gossip and that kind of thing. Yeah, that's fun. What about old Kindle? I presume heavily martial. Uh, oh, yes. Um... Where is Kundal? So, Kundal may become a valuable member of society or even one of its leaders. Um, he, he would quite happily take um, any of the any of the four very martially ones. Yep. So, um, Warden, Marshal, um, Enforcer, General? Correct. Cool. That's what I thought. Um... He will flat out reject treasurer. Yep. Won't do it. Too much yep. math. Um, like high priest is pretty woefully inappropriate for yep. any of the other ones. You could probably sway him round to. Yeah, yeah, no, that's cool. It's many, many of the people who are seriously martially minded only really have interest in the martial role. It's yeah. When you get to people who have um, more complex, more complexity in them, stuff. Yeah. Cool. Alright, so 
And was there anyone else on that list? No, that's it. Now, um, refresh my memory about Michaela. Yep. Was she at all interested in the council? I know she mostly wanted a high priest and was prepared to give a go to a bunch of things. Was Councillor one of the ones she was prepared to try? Uh, yeah, same basket as as the as sort of the grand diplomat. If you yeah. need her there, yeah, then she'll do it. Yeah. To to the extent that she is actually willing to volunteer for anything. You know, if you desperately need her to fill in as the general, she will take it. Yeah. But, you know, says she, she has no particularly yeah. um, strong militia-based training that would lend herself to the role. Yeah. And the other two you put on that list are um, Milanzi and the Dryad as well. Yes. If you had any interest in either of those. Yeah, You're no. welcome to not. Yeah, no, I, I, I really don't. Yeah. My, my the, job um, is to float you the options. Yeah, my... my The dryad... Melanzi I actively don't trust. The dryad is fixed to one location, and it's just a bit complicated. Oh, and um, you will receive a... Uh, Lillian would bring you this. You will receive a letter from Fort Drelev. Yeah. Um, from Baron Drelev, um officially commiserating you on the loss of your counselor. Yeah. Um, you, you get the, you get one from you, you get one from Varn as well that commiserate yeah. Brevoy that commiserate you on the loss of your counselor and Lady Nickel was a fine woman and so yeah, yeah. Uh, from Drelev you get the same formal greetings and then an offer that you know should you find yourself in need of counsel he can make his people available to you. Yeah. Good to know. So so there is also someone from. Portrait who can fill in as your counsellor if you are inclined to take him up on that offer. He will give you a suitable candidate. Yeah. Most likely Gregory. That, I think he's a pretty fair sample of what they'd want to do as my well, counsellor. You know, if, you, if you want him. Hilariously, Gregory would actually be really good if he wasn't working, to, if he wasn't trying to betray me. But I think, no. Um, we'll thank them very much for the offer, but. <laughs> Yeah, there, there was the little matter where you had him arrested, tried, and then exiled from the kingdom. Permanently exiled from the kingdom, yes. It, it would be a slight reversal then to and go, look, he represents your will as citizens. What? Yeah. Yes, that, that was kind of assuming, you know, I hadn't already burned my bridges pretty emphatically with Gregory. Mm-hmm. Alright. Um, the other thing is, whoever you assign into these, they're not there when you come to do your initial things until you get to that assigned leadership step. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so for the... Suspect may not actually matter to you in specific counsellor case. Uh, the, um, yeah, the the key aspect is for loyalty checks until I... My, my effective loyalty is yeah. now 19, not 23, until... But my diplomat thing remains. I've yeah. got the... I'm getting the plus two that Lillian provides the yep. stability for my next stability check. Yep. At which point I will then get the unrest for moving people around. Um, um, Christopher Rossi, you've also got as an option. Oh. Because he was one of your original um, options as a member of the Silver Twilight. Oh, yes, because they were going to provide him. Cool. What's Christopher Rossi interested in doing? Um, Obviously, Magister. Mas- Uh, Magister, Treasurer, Counselor. Cool. No others. 
Can you help me with You, you will actually know or um, relatively easily be able to find out that Goody Niska basically has um, essentially minor clerical abilities. Yeah. Okay, so um, my inclination would be to um, move um, Michaela back to Diplomat to endeavour to the world with the um, it's my girlfriend's position thing. Mm-hmm. Um and then I'm desperately tempted to put Goody Niska in as spy master because that's fucking hilarious. By all means. Um, that just leaves the problem of who takes the role of counsellor. Um, Jesus, it scales for counsellor. Huh? It's not one. It's not one of the ones on this list. Huh? Um People want clubbing. I can club them. Mm-hmm. So I think um, what I want to do because I think Switlana would be my pick given my druthers for that. Yeah. Um, You're also welcome to defer any of these decisions because you don't have to make them until later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's cheaper to t- tweak a bunch of councillor roles at once. Yeah, yeah, but but as in, you literally won't get to, get to any of this until you get to your next kingdom turn anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, Play-wise, you're welcome to Yeah, uh, but the thing is that um, I, I, I'm not going to nail down, yep. but um, what I'd like to do is go see, is actually go see Oleg and Switlana and have a conversation with them about this. Yeah. Um, so... What I'm thinking in terms of this possibility is basically opening, looking at opening, and it, it will use up some of my bill points, but that's that's just how it, next turn rolls. Yep. Um, I want to build a monument to Lady Nickel next turn. Yep. That's going to be a high or high on my priority list. Yep. I don't know you and um, the other thing that I could do is buy a general store, which I've never done in the capital. Yep. And um, what I'm thinking in terms of... Install Oleg in it. Install Oleg in it, because the main goal is to give him something to do in Elk's Rest yeah. as opposed to him. He works yeah, in so Thornwatch. Essentially what there. he'd be doing is um, basically opening up the second branch of Oleg's trading post, yeah. giving the Thornwatch one to an underling to run. Uh, well, Oleg and then give, go back and forth. Oleg would give it to an yeah, underling yeah, yeah. to run. But um, I don't see any... Uh, the... the those guys have been pretty good to us, and thus far I haven't done an awesome job being good to them in turn. So, um, I would like to sign up Tristram and ride out to see them. So, basically, that's my, my, that, those are my three picks, except this stage would be sweat, move, um, Michaela back to Diplomat, get, um, Goody Niska to take on, um, Spymaster and, you know, see how it goes. Yeah. And, um, give Svetlana a try at the diplomat's role. At the, um, counsellor role, sorry, because, you know, she's pretty and people like her. Um, so I'm interested in what people's thoughts are about that 
uh, about my, what my five guys thoughts are about that. Okay, so um, they they will have sort of several arguments for and against, etc., yeah. etc. Et um, but Michaela doesn't disagree with putting Svetlana and Oleg in those roles. She just wants you to be aware of the poten- the scandal potential associated with it. Yeah. Sort of thing. Um, I, I don't think anyone will have any particular problems with, with what you're proposing. Cool, that's what I wanted to check, was yep. just um, there were a couple of conceptions that um, people wanted to, to think about. Um, so yeah, and the other thing I'm going to ask people's advice on is the um, ongoing PR challenges of the whole mess with Oleg, Sweetpana and me. Mm-hmm. Um, basically my take, Kaylin's take is that... Um, the issue is blowing up because of the scene with the movement radishes, which mm-hmm. I'm going to explicitate for anyone who doesn't already know what the background is there. Mm-hmm. Because people know flat out that dwarves and humans cannot have babies. Yeah. There's no conception that maybe she was faithful to her husband. Yeah. Um, and that my take is that given the whole... I wasn't going to touch it immediately after the mess with Gregory because I'd only make it worse. But that there's no conception that this is going to die a natural death. It's, it, it might have done before Gregory came in and hit it with a stick. Mm-hmm. But at this point, asking people to mind their own business is a... Well, they haven't, and that's all there is to it. So I actually think that what we need to do is make a public announcement... Talk to Swit- oh, Logan Switmana and either me make or them make or somebody yep. make a public announcement about the scene with the moon radishes. Yep. And then tell people to go home and mind their own business. Yep. Um, and I mentioned this because Kaelin is a PR disaster... And he's running it. He's asking everybody, but the people he's really asking are Michaela and Tristram. Yeah. He will listen with interest to anything that Bryn and Corwin have to say, but they might be the two people in the kingdom worse at PR than him. So Michaela's concern would be um, uh, how, how openly Svetlana wants to um, talk about her conceptual habits. Yeah. And my thing would be I mean, I'll talk to her about it, but it's the fact that they're already being discussed. Mm-hmm. You know, like, people are talking about this, and they don't appear to be being all that subtle about talking to her about it. It's it's no longer a massive, heavy rumour. It's merely that, that if you put her in your old girlfriend's role, yeah. then it will flare up again. Yeah. Well. Um, Tristan's advice is to think about what's best for Oleg and Svetlana personally, and he, yeah. he actually suggests just, just leaving it alone. Yeah. That's it. Alright, so having been advised by my PR types that it's probably best to leave them al- leave it alone, um, I will take Tristram with me and go see Oleg and Svetlana. Mm-hmm. Do you want to do this as a scene or just have the uh, result? I, I'd like to do it as a scene. Yep. Um, okay, so when you get out there, um, you are greeted at the door. Um, by knock, knock on the door, you are greeted by Svetlana, yeah. um, who comes out, and she's got the, the kid in her arms that you haven't seen in a couple of months, yeah. and as is the case with babies, he's gone woof and yeah. become enormous. Yeah. Um, he's now one, two, three, four, five, six, six or seven months old, yeah. on how you figure it, um, and he's this, this huge big kid that she's sort of having to hold in yeah. both arms to keep up um, and it is Tobias that's a great name they have named him yeah. which you'd, you'd be aware of yeah um, and she 
looks a, a bit harried and tired when, yeah, you, when yeah. you open the door and sort of lights up as she sees you. Ah, oh, Caleb, come in, please. How are you? And Tristan, please, please. Tobias is pleased to see you again, aren't you, Tobias? And Tobias sort of looks at you. Mug black, he says and nods a couple of times. He's a cute little fella, isn't he? Caleb will wave a massive finger at him. Blue blah. Hey, he sort of bites loosely at your yeah. finger. Oh, how are you two doing? Oh, oh, uh, a little tired. Tobias is quite a handful. He's. Uh, and he starts wiggling in her arms. And she puts him down, and the kid stands up yep. and starts wobbling off a bit. And she sort of puts yep. a stabilizing hand on him, wobbles for a bit, then leans back against him, yep. but he's kind of already up to standing in some yep. regards. Um, he can be very quick when he puts his mind to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oleg, is, Oleg is out at the shop. Are you looking for him? Oleg, Oleg's, just, Oleg's just round at the shop, because he's just you know, yep. literally round the corner. Are you looking for him too? I, but, um, let me just, um, I'm sorry about this whole mess with Gregory. I never dreamed he'd go so low. <laughs> and unfortunately I couldn't have him either because I was right there on stage at the time. I would have liked to, but and apparently there's these things that you're just not supposed to do, and that's right up there. I'm right sorry, lass. I, I never meant to bring you so much trouble. Do you need tissues or anything? No, it's just a blurky noise. Have to tell from over here. Uh, she sort of nods and says, I, I think we can both agree that it is not ideal for either of us but tongues will wag and men will talk it is how life works we must find, we must find our own way to deal with this and Good in this case, being very supportive. That's good. That's good. I'll actually give the context there. Uh, it's, it's Zata has been Zata. Good in this case, being very supportive because she actually has a first name. Yes. So you don't use it. Yeah, you know. Huh? Yeah, no. Good in this case, doesn't think over it much. Only made a particularly bad impression of her, but she doesn't think a tremendous amount of me. Yeah. You, you get an impression from somewhere with asking people that Corwin's also had a fight with her at some point off screen. Yeah. But that doesn't actually particularly surprise no. me because, um, you know, I, I imagine there are a fair few people out there that like Corwin, but you certainly have to... Um, Look for them. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, they have to be people who are fairly robust. And she's robust in the wrong kind of way. Mm-hmm. Kaelin, of course, thinks the world would be a better place if more people just bluntly told you what they were thinking as opposed to sneaking around being all subtle about it. Mm-hmm. This is why he gets on so well with dwarves. Um, so yes, we'll go around the corner and say hey to our leg as well. Yep. And he will, you know, sort of knock off the shop, come back out, yep. come back around to seek the view. Things have been. Things have been a bit. Th- things have been. Things have been pretty quiet. Things have been pretty quiet around here. 
got plenty of time. Got, got a bit of time to take off the shop. What can I do for you? So, um, wanted to talk to you both. Um, you'll no doubt have heard about um, Lady Nichols passing. Right. I, I was able to make a funeral. Svetlana was, bu- was busy with the boy. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we've talked once or twice about um, Svetlana as a possible person for counsellor. Um, there's um, likely going to be a new shop opening in um, Alcrest next, next month and I was thinking um, it might be a good chance to expand the old league franchise as it were. Um, I was looking to boost the looking to boost the economy up around Alcrest there. Good choice. I, I heard they were looking for some way to sell some sort of blade but didn't quite think we had the resources for it. <laughs> Aye. <laughs> Kettle looks crouchy for a moment. Uh, it seems they'd rather sell their fancy magic swords up north. We need to, we need to sort that kind of thing out. Great swords belong in Alcrest. <laughs> Got the armor smith all set up. Oh. It needs to be adve- it needs to be an adventuring town. You know what kind of money those fellows have to throw around. Mm-hmm. Um, so the question is really. How you both feel about that? I know, looks down at the little one. You kind of have that your hands full at the moment, and there's others we can look to. If you've got too much on your plate, I uh, know, no, he's he's not he's not much trouble. Says Oli. Yes, says Oli. Yeah. So, I, don't, I don't know whether Cameron would pick this up or not, but yeah. I'm sure the player can see where yeah, this is yeah, coming yeah. from. Yeah. So, Oli, Kaelin will not necessarily pick up on that subtlety per se, but he will look specifically to Svetlana. I'm happy to take Wiggles back here if he's um, annoying you. Oh, I'm certainly... Come here, Wiggles. The other one is we can try him back in the plate. Come to your daddy, you're a daddy. I'll shoot his foot of mouth to you again. Anyway, I managed to get the bottle down him, so that's progress. Then Svetlana says, well, it, it is a little work from time to time, but... There is a lot to be said for being closer to help in, in the bigger in the bigger city, in the bigger village. Well, if you're both um, all right with it, um, we'd be looking at it for next month. Um, it's not something we want to rush into. Folk need time to mourn. And, uh, these things can't be done too quickly. So, sorry, you've, you've floated the idea to Svetlana of filling in the. Yeah, that, that, that's what I ju- that's Yes, that's yep, what yep. I was just saying. Looking at baby, baby falling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, what I was saying was, um, yeah. does she feel up to taking on the role with the baby? Yeah. And is Oleg okay with it effectively yep. on the basis that he gets a yep. he, he gets a more substantive so, network of shops to oversee? So the two of them sort of have a wee conversation yeah. amongst themselves, um, and sort of agree that that yes, it would doubtlessly be um, more work. Um, on, on the other hand, you'd be effectively paying her the council's salary, yep. which would be a substantive improvement in their in what they're currently making. Yeah. Um, at which point, they'd functionally just hire. Yeah, you know, they, they would to have to them. hire some kind of nanny type yep. role. Yep. 
Oh, but, you know, at the same time, there's no reason she couldn't be home spending time with the baby on a reasonably regular basis. Yeah. Um, Particularly because the counsellor ships the more home-based position as opposed to the diplomat, which involves a lot more foreign so, travel. Um, Svetlana's, um, they, they have a brief chat amongst, uh, about it, you yeah. know, pretty much in front of you. Yeah, yeah, although we're, we're welcome to, yeah, yeah. you know, go off. Um, and, and both come back with, um, you know, speculatively they're interested, um, Svetlana would, would like to have a word with Zahra and see what she says. That's, that's good Inesco. Yeah. Uh, what she says about, um, yeah, you know, Tobias's development and whether it would yeah. be good for him and that sort of thing. But yeah. they're certainly interested enough to, and that's, you know, come back in two days and we'll talk about it again, style yeah. of thing. Sure. But yes, ge- generally speaking, yes. Cool. Is is that the extent of what you had in mind? Yes, that's what I meant. Um, while we're in town, yep. Kayla will speak to Goody Niska about the possible role he has in mind with you. I'm happy to do it as a scene if you think it would be funny, but... Um, but yeah, I figured that, that one doesn't desperately need to be a um, an actual scene. Okay. Yeah, so, so you go out to Goody Niska's farmstead yep. while you're here, talk to her... Um, she sort of raises her eyebrows slightly at, at the spy master um, concept. Um, says, ah, I, I hadn't, he, you know, I, I certainly hadn't considered that as a, as a possibility, but mm-hmm, let me think about this. And blah, blah, blah. And, and yes, at, at the end of the day, um, all three of them are comparatively happy with that, to accept those positions. Cool. Yep, so that's that's all good and fine. And I think Michaela... Um, was probably at least as happy with Diplomat as Spymaster. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's all fine. So, um... If Cody Nesca is a Spymaster, it's just such an awesome concept. I definitely want to try it now. <laughs> and I really... Uh, Switlana is... Ca- I would have been happy with his Counselor or Diplomat, but I'm very happy. So we'll, you know, we'll have a private conversation with... L- Lily and they explain that um, we'll be putting Maca- when she's ready we'll put Michaela back in the diplomat position mm-hmm. and she can move on as she likes and you're presumably looking at implementing all that in the next kingdom turn They're looking at implementing that in the next kingdom like if Lily wants to stay longer we won't push her out yeah, but yeah. she was sort of she's not um, going to lose a lot of sleep over it that was what I figured <laughs> um, so basically we'll get the unrest point for losing Lady Nicola anyway mm-hmm. um and then change things over when we get up to the councillor stage. Yep. Yeah. So having concluded your lengthy and convoluted kingdom turn. Yes. Lana's someone you know most people like, mm-hmm. whereas um, it's the Lady Nichols a tough beat to follow. But um, uh, my cute little munchkin, one of the only two people who had a plus four bonus in that particular field. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's kind of simultaneously sad as a um, character and really gutting as a player. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, she, she kind of came with a built-in exploration date. And I actually really kind of, from an Aristalian perspective, you know, she had served the community well and died in the knowledge that she had, you know, done something awesome. Mm-hmm. So, yes, so um, that's going to take up a bit more of the month, which I think is appropriate, yeah. given the circumstances. So, um, but Kaelin's basically going to, around the um, 12th, 13th of Desna's, um take a, um, potentially take a boat down the river with Corwin. Yep. And have a bit of a... So the other thing I wanted... Actually, the other thing I wanted to talk to the guys about was I wanted to get Tristram's take... Because I told him all about... Indeed. Uh, the portal. I wanted to get his take on the, my chances of closing such a thing. Fascinating question. Well, it depends a lot on the on the multiphasic variabilities of the planar shift. I, I, I you talked about a doorway. I don't suppose you know which plane it leads to or anything like that. Uh, allegedly to the first, apparently to the first world, but that's based on <laughs> that's based on eyebrows. Net net twenty. Knowledge the planes. He will go and he can go and get his books out for this. So there's a thirty total. Thank you, Tristram. Found full knowledge. Um. Seriously, Kellen's increasingly just. You know, Troy's got that fuck Google Ask Me T-shirt. Yeah. Tristram is my Troy. He just kind of knows everything. <laughs> seen in the first world is doubtlessly something of a metaphor. Obviously, if the tower was emitting large bursts of light and rifts and had ice all around it, in, 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 our, in our plane of existence, we'd be able to see it with ease. Mm. I suspect you'll find something more in the ilk of uh, a spiritual doorway or a magical portal as opposed to a physical device that needs closing with a handle. Uh, afraid of that. Broadly speaking, there, and I couldn't say without actually having a closer observation of the thing myself, but broadly speaking, there are two methods of shutting such such portals. If indeed there is such a thing, there are arcane there are there are arcane rituals to do so, uh, or or you can channel if you can channel sufficient power of the divine into them, that can work as well. So meta wise, thank you. Um, that is either spellcraft, um, assisted by like religion and arcana style of things, yeah, um, or actual clerical channeling, like turning. You, you effectively turn or rebuke the portal, right? Which means that Corwin cannot do it. Uh, he can, ah. merely not very good at it. Okay. He's he said you know he can 
turn undead, you, you just, you know, he won't. Yeah, okay, that's fine. So, But I, but this is quite a different thing. It's, it's similar in that it's channeling that burst of positive energy and bringing the deity's force into the world. But for, so mechanically it's the same as turning undead. But it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't trip on whatever... It, it doesn't trip up on whatever Corwin's issue with that is. Because it's a different concept. Yeah, I mean, that that's the best Tristan can give you at strokes. Yeah. But that's what I wanted to know. I can potentially take Corwin with me because it's not necessarily a... And he, he gives you signs of what to look for. But again, he, he says, you know, you might see a big glowing physical circle in yeah. here. You might also just see wisps, uh, feel strange emotions, you know, maybe unusually hot or cold. Yeah. Look, look out for weirdness, basically. Yeah. So... I figure what Corwin and I will do, I'll solemnly promise to do my best not to get kidnapped into another portal or or, or kill. Yeah, uh, he he advises if you think it goes somewhere bad, don't go through it. Yeah. That that shouldn't be necessary. You'll need to physically be in its presence. Yeah. Oh, and the other thing he advises you is that many of these things... um, The act of of attempting to affect the portal will often set off any sort of defences it has, like things will come through to yep. stop you closing it. Yes, but Kalen's okay with that part, because he can totally kill things. Yes. What he can't do is close portals. Yes, any, anything that comes through into our plane, I... regardless of where it came from, will... Well, we'll probably have a corporeal body. Unless it's incorporeal, of course, but nonetheless it should physically exist. It won't be a spiritual concept. Yep. Yeah, no, um, Candlin feels much more happier about killing portal guardians than he does closing portals. No, that's fine. So, after solemnly promising to do his best not to get interdimensionally kidnapped again... I, I, I can absolutely come down if you, if you think you may need a more, um, uh, looks at Corwin scholarly hand to, to assist. Alright, well, what I'm thinking is, um, we need the actual lake itself mapped out. Corwin and I will take a boat down and scout as far as we can in that regard, because he's the yeah. one with the water expertise. Um, we may or may not check out the tower itself, depending on how far we get. Um, and if we if we if we haven't, then um, you'll be my first he, pick. He will also suggest you, based on what um, sort of what Mab has told you, not told you, and sort of his general knowledge of the thing, um, that w- whatever is happening down there is probably not getting substantively worse in any hurry. Yep. If there were giant demons dumping out of the portal and rampaging across the land, you'd know about it by now. Yeah. So you, you could theoretically like go down, clear clear through, explore the tower, then come back with different people. That that's, that that shouldn't be particularly problematic. That's the that's the kind of information that I wanted. Yeah. So um, basically, the conception is: Corwin and I will go down, check out the lake, and potentially start exploring the vicinity of the tower. Yep. Um, at any point when Corwin and I have had enough, run out of time or. Otherwise, just want to leave it be. We'll go back. We'll we'll head back. Yep. At the point where we're no longer so heavily on the water and we're more on the tower, I'll enlist Tristram. By all means. But if Corwin and I can solve it, there's no reason. Yep. yep. You, you know, it doesn't sound like it's going to be particularly shiny and cool. So I don't. While I'd be happy to have Tristram solve the expertise, I don't feel like he's missing out on something he. No, all all good. Particularly wants to do. So yes. Um. So we will. Take a boat. Where's my map? Down the Thorn River. Down the yeah. We'll carry a boat to the Thorn River and then take a boat down the Thorn River. And Caelan will explicitly not be bringing his horse. 
Yes. Yes, I, I, I presume I, as much. Yes, but yeah, you're quite wise for it. So you were basically um, here. Here's Elthrist carrying a boat across to the Thorn River yep. ford and camp, putting yep. it on the other side, and then rowing it all the way down um, into the into, into the lake. here, and then from wherever you want to explore into here. Yep. So, so basically, our initial goal is to explore this hex, yep. which is the Lake Canelmere hex, which is. That's alright, I can easily find it anyway because I know it's, it's the one e- with the hut in there. Yeah, it's E. That's right, we want to check out that hut. E8, I make yep. that. Okay. So, yeah, the, the craft you are operating is just a very rudimentary two man rowboat. Yeah. Um, you and Corwin are both high strength, high con, and have absolutely no trouble whatsoever rowing it down there. Yeah. Um, I imagine that you're generally speaking in light armour, because both... Yes. Cameron will have his heavy armour in his pack. Yeah, yeah, obviously, as will Thor one. Yeah. But, um... Cameron will also, generally speaking, have respect his feats, namely, he won't have mountain combat. Yep, hard to argue with. Because he has not got a horse. Both in combat. So, um, as a generic default, he will take Red Cleave. Nice. So you, you've got enough things for Great Cleave? I now? believe so. I've got three feats. Um, I don't think there's any prerequisites other than Cleave, which I already have. Uh, there may be... Um... I think you'll hit this. Base attack bonus plus four? Uh, I think so. Uh, yes. Yep. I've just hit base four. So yeah, it's, it's cleave, power attack, base attack, bonus, plus four. Yep. That was strength 13. Yep. You can probably satisfy. You want to come back up, my little one? Are you actually happy? It's a thing I can't ask you happy when you get Looking a bit like sad noises. But how about we come back up and have some more Okay, so it is trivially easy for the two of you to operate this boat. You are both comfortably strong enough. You are going down down a river where you kind of already know where it goes. Yeah. So you have um your profession sailor checks up, that's easy, essentially. Yep. Which is make them automatically. Which is fantastic. And then, as your intent to head down into that hex um, and basically pull the boat up where it seems appropriate, get out and go to investigate this hut, and yep. then explore the hex in general. Yes, that is indeed exactly our plan. There's still a tiny amount of stuff over there if he wants it. Okay. So, you follow the water down and row across the tusk water which yeah. is actually quite pleasant it is sort of yeah, the yeah. middle of summer here um, it's a very nice it's a very nice time to be out in a boat generally yeah um, it is uh, oh bug oh. 
What's the actual date you're on? Um, uh, we, it took, um, sort of, we were in, um, Thornwatch on the 11th, so I'm thinking sort of leaving on the 13th. Yep. So I don't know how long it takes to boat down. Uh, surprisingly little time. Yeah. It's actually a pretty efficient method of getting down there. Makes sense. So, yeah. yeah, so it is a beautiful hot day, one of several you have been having. Yep. Uh, and it's what, the 14th, 15th? Mm hmm. Sounds good. Cool. Okay, so it is a gorgeous day. And you are out in, out in the nice sun with Corwin, yep. who's kind of squinting and grumbling about it a little bit. Yeah. Um, but the general just being underground rivers aren't so, you know, bright. Yeah, pretty much. Well, you know, it's, why would anyone want to be out in the, uh, Why would anyone want to be out in this when they can have a good stone roof over there? <laughs> a nice bit of dark instead of this squinting light you can't see nothing in. <laughs> Yeah, and you make it down the task water, um, no particular problem, waving, you know, as you pass various farmers and things yep. from the hexes you have played along the way. Yep. Um, and when you get down there, um, finding this hut based on where you've seen it, you don't think it'll be particularly problematic. Yep. What you'll find is that along the south... Eastern, I believe, um, the bank fa- bank facing the heart. Yeah. Um, along the southeastern bank, um, the edge of the river begins to turn into sort of a kind of thick, boggy swamp um, that you won't actually be able to get your rowboat directly through. So you'll either need to go a bit further down and then back up to the hut, or pull it off. Pull, you know, go a bit further up, take yep. the rowboat out, and then walk down. I think take go, go a bit further up, take the rowboat, and walk down. Yep. So you're going to basically carry the boat down with you? Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, so the, two, the two of you can do so with, yeah. with relative ease, with two people. Yeah. It's, it's not hard to pick it up. Sleeping peacefully. Um, anyway, any of these, if he's actually going to have a nap, he will cry yeah. for a bit first, because that's the way he does there's, it in these. There is mm, a, a kind of fetid smell in the air. Um, which you will generally recognise as being the smell of marsh, marshland and swamp and things. Um, and you squelch, squelch around this and squelch around the edges of it, getting a bit mucky. You've probably gone back into heavy armour again at this point. Yeah. Like, sinking in the bog doesn't seem to be a serious concern. Yeah. Um, and when you get up to where you were about expecting to find this hut, you can indeed see a little bit of smoke over the, over the horizon and as you walk towards it, you can see basically a, a brick brick sort of mud brick hut um, atop a little hill poking out of the swamp um, so it's, it's up and out of all the muck and all the rest of it um, with smoke coming out um, and there is a wooden fence around it, it looks you know, a little dilapidated maybe, but relatively homely. Yeah, cool. You know, normal person sized, yeah. all the rest of that style of thing. And when you g- given context, I assume you probably put the rowboat down yeah, a couple yeah. hundred metres away from it and then wander up yeah. towards it. When you get closer um, there is a wooden fence around the bottom of the hill, the little hillock essentially, um, which is festooned with these things 
that appear to be like little uh, you'd call them fetishes you know like rattles and pictures of people and that sort of thing made out of sticks feathers and bones okay and there is a from a tree there where there is a crow sitting there watching you um and then there is also a scarecrow outside on a pole also kind of staring at you Oh, this isn't creepy at all. Yeah, the, the, the whole thing is a little like that. Yep. So I will kind of glance over at Corwin. Huh. Uh, looks like trouble to me. Well, let's give it a fair chance. Can't be worse than Bokken's brother, bloody brother is just wasted here. Can't be worse hospitality than his. Given that he tried to poison and then murder us. So, well, Caelan will stop outside the fence and, um, cup his head. Hello! Rather than actually going through the fence uninvited. Yep. Uh, there, there is actually a gate that's yeah, closed so, there, I will, so it's clearly... Yeah, yeah. I will, we'll, we'll, if I don't hear any response, I'll yep. just open the gate and go in. Uh, you, you call out, and you, you hear, you know, reasonably yeah. loudly to be heard 80-something yeah. feet away up the hill, and... You hear. Uh, what is it? Uh, hold on. Fiddle, fiddle, fiddle at the door. It opens, um, and you can see a so a, a weird-looking woman. Um, she has very, very light greenish skin, so it's mostly human-looking, but just sort of tinted yeah. green uh, in, in actually, you know, a vaguely half-orcish fashion. Yeah. But she's clearly not a half-orc. Um, she has long, pointed, elvish ears um, and looks generally kind of withered and hunched over and things. Oh, boy. And a scarecrow, incidentally. Yeah. My crow. Um, I can't help noticing that picture it appears to be eating people. It appears to be preparing to eat people. Yeah, but it, yeah. it's a D&D picture. Everything you meet, even the really friendly, I'll go over backwards to help you NPCs, are pitched, pictured, sort out, going, rah, get yeah. straight for your throat. Um, and uh, she, she doesn't, in fact, open the door. She opens a window and leans out. Yeah. She says, yes, what do you want? Uh, hello, ma'am, can we come in? Uh, I don't like strangers. Who are you and what do you want? She shouts down the hill and you shout back. You're welcome to continue the conversation with the GM at normal volume, but this whole thing is conducted by shouting. Uh, My name's Galen. This here's Corwin. We're exploring down these parts. Wanted to kind of find find out who lives here and that kind of thing. I'm the old Beldame, aren't I? The Swamp Witch. And there's nothing much interesting to see around these parts. You want to turn around and go back where you came from? Okay, if that's the way you want it, ma'am. Have you had the um, Swamp Witch rumours? Uh, it, it rings a bell. I don't remember what people said about her. Yes, well, if you can, if you can tell me whether you've had the rumour or not, I can tell you what people said about her. Let's say first. A lady's desire. That wasn't. T- was that Lillian? Yes, it was. Right, so I might have um, kiboshed that side quest. Mm-hmm. But such is life. Yeah. You got a counsellor out of it, so... 
my own fault for not giving you a present before breaking up with her. Uh, here we are. You can see rumours, Brutish Hill Giant. That was the North Wind. They can tick off him and kill them. So you think. Dragon, Trolls and Lizard Folk, Will of the Wisps, Hodag, Elvish Ruins, Lizard Folk, Tribe in Marshy Area, Lake Campbell in the Air, Town Guarded by Monster, War Between Worlds is Thin there. Uh, no, no, no Swamp Witch. Okay, so you have not heard of the Swamp Witch living yeah. in these parts or what she's about. Um, so you, you say, well, fine, we'll turn around and get back to where we came from. Yeah, yeah I, I'm calling her bluff to see if she actually is more curious than she appears or just genuinely wants us to go away. Because um, literally at this point I'm not desperate to... Have, I mean, we... We know she's here. We can find out more yeah. about her. Off you go, then. Yep. Quick. So shuts the window again. Oh, and then, just as you're moving off, it opens again. And don't be coming past my fence without my permission. You want to talk to me again? Call out. Bang. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, it's been my experience. The people who aren't very friendly also brew really horrible tea, so I'm calling <laughs> I'm calling this a draw. I, she wasn't much of a charmer, but then anyone who's living out in this sort of location, anyone who's living out in this sort of place probably isn't doing it because they like being surrounded by people. I. Well, we want to expand the kingdom up towards the north, north where the fort is because it's good and defensible, but that's on the other side of the lake from here. I mean, I'm not the most personable person, but uh, even I wouldn't live in this muck. Aye, it's not the most friendly of locations. I don't like that look at the scarecrow, it's giving me the eye. Yeah, it's got that kind of um, p- creepy portrait thing going yeah. on. We know wh- wherever you are, the, he- the yeah. eyes seem to be following you. On the other hand, um, unless she's actively um, chopping heads off folk and um, just being unfriendly isn't reason enough for us to give her any trouble. But but she has kind of got that vaguely Wicked Witch of the West thing going on. Yeah. She looks less than human. Yeah. But that in itself isn't a... Um, reason to take care of her either. No, I'll, um, if we hear rumours of her later suggesting she's killing folk, we'll check her out in more detail, but for now I want to know what was here and I know what was here, yep. so what we're shut. You're, you're welcome to actually endeavour to you know, um, diplomatise her or whatever, but no, you're also welcome to just going out. No. Screw you. <laughs> Screw you then. <laughs> um, no, so um, we want to explore, no, we move on past. Yep. Um, we want to explore both the lake and the land. Yes, you can do so. Um, at, so. at the point where we're exploring the land, we're probably going to park the boat and just come back yeah, for yeah. it. Yeah. What, what you do is essentially, you pick it up, you carry it well away from the river, you stash it behind a tree, you put some branches over it. Yeah. There's nothing stopping anyone from stealing it beyond the fact that how many people are likely to be around here looking for a free boat that are going to find it in the bushes and be able to pick yeah. it up. And take it away. If the odds are, if there's people looking for a rowboat, I'll happily actually roll in, my survival check to hide it. In, in any event, you're suit. talking about like a twenty gold boat here, yeah, so yeah. it's it's valuable, but not. Um, yeah, I mean, so, we're life, certainly not going to leave it behind because we can't be bothered carrying it back north. But we're not going to be heartbroken if somebody comes with it. So we will basically check out the hut was our first priority. Yep. So we will go back on the lake and explore the lake. Yep. And then on foot explore the remainder of the hex. So that's going to take a bit longer. So I'm, have I drawn that hex for you already? Yes, you've yep. got the lake barrier. Yep. What I don't know is what the terrain of this area is. Uh, it is... Hold on. 
monkey shins. Wondering if it's actually swamp, which would be my first swamp. No, it is not. It's um just the area that she lives in. Yep. It is a swamp. The rest of it is um, I need the coloured thing to be able to see it. Uh, it is hills. Yep. Cool. So yes, so um, hills just turning into forest on the western side. Yep, because that that heck is forest. And yes, it is the southwestern side that your heart is on. Once again, the words don't match the map. Such is life. That's right. So um, we're going to. It's um, the fifteenth currently. Yep. So we're going to explore the water. Yep. Can I have a quick squiggly at your map? Yep. So you've got a full layout of the lake there, so that's nice and easy. Yep. Okay. So you explore through the water, um, find nothing of any particularly compelling interest. The tusk water goes out deeper. There's clearly fishing in there. Um, gets gets deep, very deep towards the middle. You think, um, and then you hop out, explore through the hills and the lands, and yep. you can mark the hexes, explore of sorts. Okay. And there's, of course, the, the old bell dames, the swamp, swamp witch's hut. And so, um, so, does it take us... To, do, can I um, cross off just the 15th and the 16th yep, exploring the hits? No problem. Cool. Okay, because we, we don't have the horses, but... We've only got the land bit to explore. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yes, you're, you're now at um, 20 foot movement speed. Yeah. Because <laughs> we've got our slow, stumpy um, human, and, human and half walking in and heavy plate legs. Yep, yep. Yep. No, that's right. Um, then we want to, because we will have left the, the rowboat convenient for this, um, we want to sail down the river that flows out of um, E8 yep. into um, the hex with the tower, right? Yep, yep. Um, which I suspect is D- yeah, it, it looks if, like D. If it you pass like me back your map, I'll draw the um, lake in for you because that's going to be much easier than describing it to you as it goes yeah. a bit round here-ish. So, the vast majority of this hex is dominated by Lake Cantlemere. Right. Oh, definitely a good choice to um, take the boat then. Um, to the point where the terrain in this hex is actually... Um, Considered to be water? Uh, yeah, depending on... Um, the, the island itself in the middle is big enough to, to do things on. The edge pieces oh, cool. are not. Yeah. So your intent is, is your intent to explore around or head straight for the tower? Or uh, no, my intent is to explore. Um, yeah. The, the edges are on, on all sides, are forest on the, forest on the um, northwest and then hill yeah. everywhere else. So yeah. that's presumably what's in the next hexes. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, the Tusk Water breaks into a thin little river that literally goes for maybe half an hour before it opens back up again into Candlemere Lake. Yeah. Um, and then we go to Lake Candlemere. Should I have actual descriptions of things? Uh, So yeah, you... Sorry, you were saying explore first, weren't you? Yep. Okay, so you... Hit Saren. 14, 15, 16. Uh, we're in Desmus, not Saren. Right, sorry. So it's the 17th and 18th of Desmus. Yep. And unless it takes more days because it's, you know, nope. we're having a hop off. No, there's there's a little bit of light rain as you go, but nothing particularly. Yep. Um, I know we can't mark it as explored until we sort out the tower, but I'm looking to at least mark yep. off the two, mark and, it as two of two. And indeed, you can check around and basically find um, no particular sites of any significance. Um, can you give me a spot check? Signal for signal. Yeah. Kellen rolls well. 18. You see on the edge of on the edge of the um on the northwest edge of the lake, as you were sort of sailing around that general area, um, something swim a, a couple of something swimming above the surface on the very edge of the water, and then they hop out, and you can see that. They are lizard people. Oh. Um, they look like largely humanoid, you yep. know, about your si- yeah, well, little bit less than your size, scales, yep. arms and legs and feet. They are carrying weapons. Yeah. Um, and they appear to have a bag. One of them appears to have a bag over his back, and your guess would be their fishing, gathering, something yep. in that neighbourhood. And they, of course, will see you because yep. your stealth check sucks anyway and yeah, you're yeah. in a boat in the middle of the lake. Yeah, we're not really trying to hide from um, them. And they sort of see you point and, and you know, chatter amongst themselves. Yeah. You can't hear them from where you yep. are, style of thing. Um, and up to you whether you want to pursue them or leave them be. Yeah, I think um, Caelan will wave to them in a vaguely friendly manner mm-hmm. and boat over to them in a slow sort of coming for a chat kind of way yep. will endeavour to indicate, you know as opposed to the, you know, getting out the longbow shooting full of arrows yep. uh, ploughing the boat yep. over and out he'll endeavour to do it in an I'm not here to kill any lizard folk kind of way to the event that one can row a boat in this manner. Can you and Corwin make me a war charisma check? Uh, what sort of an impression do the two of you make? Yep Ooh, uh, Corwin's got a number that's not horrible 24. Okay so they see they, they seize up warily as they see you coming. You know, you sort of wave your yep. arms and wave slowly at them, and then row the boat slowly towards them. They they chatter amongst themselves, watch you, 
get out of the water and wait on sort of muddy banks on shore and move off very slightly but don't flee and break and run or anything like that. Yeah. And indeed, you approach them, you know, 20 metres down from them. Yeah. Pull the boat up, get out and move slowly towards them. That's the, that's the one. They, you can see they're carrying tridents and javelins um, and are actively, you know, armed and armoured. They have yep. leather armour on and things. And they wave their tridents at you and hey, hey, sa, 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 sa. Uh, uh, and what language do they speak? I think I would have... Yeah, I thought so. Um, of course, neither of us speaks Draconic. Um, I will, um... I don't suppose you boys speak common? Hey, sa, 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 sa. Now, Kaelin will get some jerky out of his bag. This is uh... Carefully and slowly. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, here, friend. Uh, can you make me a sense motive check? Uh, Fifteen. Okay. They look at the jerky, look at you, don't don't approach and eat it, and sort of, at each other. Um, the The impression that you get off them is that you think you might actually be underestimating their intelligence. Yeah. Like, you're approaching them in a very a- a vaguely animalistic fashion. Yeah, yeah. If I have food, it's okay, come close. And they're looking at each other and having some conversation of, like, he, he's offering us food, what do you think he wants, style of thing. Yeah. Okay, so what Kalen's, what Kalen was aiming for yeah. is um, a more... I, I, I'm going to have to do this through mime thing. Yep. It wasn't intended to be. So, like, um, what he's going to do is, is modif- based on that result, is modify this to a... He's actually going to, like, sit down, get out, like, some... Uh, like, set up a very basic, um, you know, like, pot mm. food. Is, um, you know, do you want to share a meal style of hand gestures. They, they continue to talk to each other in Deconic. Um, the, the impression you take away is the first guy is clearly in charge. He's the one making the decisions. Yeah. But the second guy seems very upset that they've clearly had an... Uh, they're clearly having an argument about what yeah. to do with you. Um, the second guy is defer... The second lizard folk is deferring to the first one. Yeah. But, um... Uh, and can you give me, if you have it, knowledge nature... Uh, I do not. Sorry, I don't. Okay. I, I can make an untrained check. Yes, you can. Cool. Um, Eighteen. Okay. So you think, looking at them, um, one is how to communicate this. Um, it's it's literally the the one that is leading it seems to have much heavier hips than the other one, and you think it's it's the gender divide between them. The female is leading, the male is watching. Yeah. Um, they're essentially a matriarchal society. Right, yeah. Um, so by default, she will be the decision maker of the pair. Yeah. You, you'd have no earthly idea yeah. whether they're married or anything like that. But they actually have societies and yeah. marriage and that sort of concept in them. Um, but but he seems very unhappy with the yeah. decision. And you, you sit down and mime food and she will reach in, you know, pull out um, 
pull out fish, spear up on a bit of wood. Yeah. It comes over to you, hissasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasasas
you don't know if they're upset, offended, angry, hostile, yeah, yeah, etc., etc. But but they are clearly indicating they're going to leave, yeah. backing away from the fire. I don't want trouble with you. And, and they back up, and, and again, quite slowly, um, actually, they, they won't draw weapons on you, but they'll sort yeah. of vaguely reach for them as they back yeah. up in a way, yeah. and are you going to let them go? I'm going to let them go. Okay, they move off into the move off yeah. into the encroaching darkness. Yeah. Caleb will take off his crown and shove it back in his bag. Ugh, what do you make of that, then? Looks like we've got a bit of a reputation. Uh, that Hogrok has told um, all the... what the... Um, Human folk call the monstrous races. Right. That um, we're um, down here to kill them all, I think. And um, clearly it's made something of an impression. I would certainly explain the reaction. I think um, it seems like the most logical solution would be to take his kid clean off his shoulders. It's um, not an option I've got with some of the gossips, but um, having met the fellow, I'd not think twice about it, except for the teeny tiny problem that he's eight foot tall and travels with a gang of three or four guy, guys the same size as him. You think there's just two of them two of them lizard folk around here or more of them? No, I think... Could be old nest. I, I think there's a, I think there's supposed to be a decent population of them down there. I think those two were scouts or uh, travellers or that for their, their friends. Um, I think, and I think we're going to have to do some diplomatic spade work with them. I don't... Um, Lizard folk, from all I've heard, uh, don't make a particular trouble. Kobolds have a worse name, and ours have been just fine. We but can try following them, but I don't, speak, I don't speak their hissing, their hissing silly tongue, and it, it ain't much for changing their fate that I'd be. Nah, nah, we need, I think it's, um, I need to be down here with the kid, and make some actual, make, try and make some headway with them. I don't think he speaks to Tristram does. Yeah, Tristram definitely does. Yes. Um, I can't remember. Um, of course, Tristram does. We billions speak languages. Uh, as far as you're aware, Michaela and Britain don't. Yeah. Nay, the um, it's damn hard to say. Um, Grok is a lying asshole. I, I don't want to fight any of you. So let's make peace. If you don't speak the language, it's not. It's not something I. It's not something I traditionally. I traditionally ask. Ask the lady of graves for, but I can't understand their tongue if I need to. Can't speak it yet, though. Aye, it'd be a um. I, I've heard of the. I've heard of that as a ability, and it'd be a dead. It'd be a dead handy one today. But without the ability to talk back to them, I don't think it's that much peace we'd be making. It's our word they don't trust, and without and um, I make all the friendly faces I want, but I'm still six foot six. And wearing heavy plate. The, 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 without without talking to folk, uh, winning smiles not likely to carry the audience, as it were. Aye, fair enough. Fair enough. Seems to me we've got two choices at this point. We've had a fairly good scout of the lake, and we know what's down here. Um, we can ju- we can um, go have a look at that tower and see what's up with that, or we can just boat back north, and um, I can maybe come down here with the kids, see if we can make peace with the local tribes. Might be the more pressing matter. I mean, that portal needs to be closed. But from what the kid tells me, the um, that it's been down here a good while, and while things might be getting worse, they're getting worse damn slowly. Aye, well, I've no objection. 
I'd suggest you take the lad. I'd suggest you take the fan, Lord Fancy Pants there. And if you want to talk to any lizard folk, I've no objection to checking out the tower while we're here, but also no particular attachment to it. Doesn't look like particularly fine work. Ah, uh, well, let's think it over. And at that point, um, I'd like to just hold, hold call, call the session there. By all means. And um, I'll make my call about what I'm going to do from there. Um, so, does that qualify me to say I've done my two days exploration on the lake? Uh, yes, although you... I won't, it, yeah. I won't mark it the hex is explored because I haven't done anything about yes, the tower. Yes, you can mark it as two out of two. So yeah, that's, what, that's what I'm looking for. Yep. Think me and Cool are going to go have a focal of this tower. Mm-hmm. In our boat. Yep. Be the baby in it. The baby terrifies it. Yep. So, <laughs> I would be happy to throw him in this basket with a dummy if you would like. You're most welcome to. Put a drop him on his head. Oh, I forget, you know, he may or may not be happy on his basket, but his chances of plummeting directly onto his head have got to be greatly reduced. Yeah, I mean, last night, um, you know, he did the winding down for a sleep thing by just skipping the part where he wound down for sleep. And eventually, I got, at nine o'clock, I just jacked off and just put him in his basket and put it in his hammock and shut the door for 20 minutes. And when I opened it again, he was asleep. And taking the hint. So, it is um, basically evening at this point, because yeah. we have um, sat down and had dinner with the lizard folk. Yeah. Um, I presume you're not terribly invested in investigating the tower at night? No, no. Um, what we'll do is make camp elsewhere, however, in case the lizard folk broke back a score of angry relatives to it, in case Shush Shush was let kill yep. that kitten fast and King Caleb. Yep. Okay, so you take off, you know, get get back in the boat, roll a kilometre or something. Yeah, arbitrarily camp somewhere else. Um, And head back in in the morning. And night. There's nothing stopping us investigating at night, given we've both got dark vision, but it's kind of, you know, ghost-haunted ruins, nighttime, doesn't seem like a great combination. And indeed, at night over Candlemere, um, you will see on your watch, um, Corwin, I think he's got the first one, Corwin reports the same to you. Yeah. Um, You see lights, strange lights over Candlemere, um, flickering, flickering sort of red spears and then the colour sort of shifts to blue, then to, then to white, then to blue, then to red again. So they dance and rotate slowly around the island kind of thing. No sign of it comes floating over the float, floating over the shore towards you. Um, certainly nothing disturbs your camp. But 
nonetheless. Um, and when you wake up, yes, it's, you know you wake up at morning. Yep, you row across the lake. Um, you get to the island. Yep, um, it is dominated almost entirely by this. Once now that you get close to it, this this very tall stone cylindrical tower um, with piles of rubble about it and just a set of steps going down into the darkness of it. It's it's literally like you land on shore four paces in boom tower. Yep. Can you make me ill will save? Right off the bat. Land on the island and make the will save. You don't have to. You don't have to roll it. Yeah, yeah, no, I'd rather roll it. Oh, ducky. Well, this should be a great start. Um, Kaelin gets an almighty seven. Yep. So... Hopefully he's not going back to the Fey Realm. You peer down into the darkness. Um, there's obviously no natural light source down there. And feel sort of the hairs on the back of your neck start to rise a little. Continue on. Yep, that's fine. Carolyn keeps going. (laughs) You head down to the darkness. um, And then there is sort of... You're walking down the steps and then there's that flicker from behind you as something moves across across the top of the stairs behind you blocking the sun temporarily kind of thing there's a flicker of shadow as you think something is at the top of the stairs watching you now alright I turn around and look um there is a Providing atmospheric background noise um, There is a strange creature there. Uh, do you have knowledge religion? Uh, I do not. Um, Corwin has like one rank in it or something, doesn't he? Yep. Yeah. Um, there is a strange creature there. It looks vaguely like a woman, um, but with large, delaphinous sort of butterfly wings that are the light is coming through in an odd way and it's reflecting and bouncing like a kaleidoscope down the stairs. Um, and she's just moving across as you see this flicker. She sees you watching her and then she ducks out of sight around the outside of the tower. Okay. She looks a humanoid, but there's, there's a very otherworldly vibe about her. And then, of course, yeah. there's the giant butterfly wings. Yeah. Did you see that? I say to Corwin. Corwin? Wait, where's Corwin? He's not on the steps. I'll go back outside. Yep. You see that flicker again, just the edge of your point of view, ducking around the tower, that same sort of butterfly shape. But Corwin's not out here? No. Okay, I'm going to start looking for him. 
You have this. I, I, I'm going to look round outside and see if I can see where he's he's gotten to. Can you roll me a search check? Yep. Yeah. Do a bit little wall slaves. It's a mighty eight. Okay. This seems to be taking forever. The island is vast um, to walk around, um, and you keep finding signs of Corwin's presence. You know the the odd little footprint and bits and pieces scattered across from his backpack and things. You come across something that looks like his his journal of sorts, and you know pick it up to confirm it's his. Flip a few pages; it's all in dwarven, of course. Um, you I don't know whether you'd stop to actually have a read or flick through it. No, it's 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 not, not really. Okay, so you basically flick through and go, yes, yeah. it's Corwin's. Uh, yeah. A few key phrases seem to jump out at you, and you have this, this impression that it contains something very, se- very secret, uh, almost pers- very secret, very personal... Yeah, um, that you are, you know, that close to finding out. Stuff yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm not going to read that. And as you search the island, following this trail of corns, there's that periodic flicker, flicker, flicker at the point at the corner of your point of view. Yeah, all right. After after a few minutes of some stuff, all right. Look, lass, I can see you, even if I don't know what you're doing. Do you want to come out and talk to me or something? You can't see her because you, you turn to look for her and she's always just ducking behind yeah. some obstacle or another. Yeah, but but you, you can pursue her. Yeah, but I mean, she. I, I, I'm just going to start by speaking to her and seeing if she responds. Because if she really wanted to stay out of sight, okay, I'm going to try and follow her. Yeah. You walk around the corner of the dead tree um, and the corner on the ground, unmoving. Um, his armour looks like it has been rented by some horrible blow and there is blood all over him. Okay, I'm going to um, like, check him out, see if he's breathing, um, potentially push a, put a potion of healing down his throat style of thing. You want me to heal you? Uh, that would be a mighty seven. Yeah. You, you know, try and take yeah. his pulse and push on his chest, but Pour a potion of healing down. He just stays. Doesn't make a sound. Just lies there, going like yeah. thing. He doesn't respond. He 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 doesn't respond. And you have no idea whether he's alive or dead. Okay. I am um. Flicker, right behind you. Alright, I will pick up corn and turn round. And this butterfly-winged woman is standing there, watching you. With and when you look at her, she's got sort of multifaceted eyes, like kaleidoscopes. Who are you? What? Are you what? Can you understand me? It's corn, okay? This is a place of ancient learning and terrible secrets. Here you have bought your friend. Here you have learned his secrets. Here you have seen his dreams. And here he has died. 
No, I don't believe that. He can't really be dead. Not yet. You wake up. Corwin is shaking you. Oh. It's the middle of the night. Hey, lad. I know you need a bit more sleep, but time to be up and about. There's weird lights I don't much like the look of over in Candlemere, but they ain't come any closer. Alright. Caelan will grab Corwin. Corwin, are you okay? Aye. Bloody... Hell, you know, pat yep, Corwin's yep. chest where the bloody rent was. Yep, yep. He, he, he looks at you and... You want to stop doing that anytime soon? Oh, uh, I, I... Sorry, I, I... I dreamed that you died. We, we, we went to the island and, and I lost you and then when I found you, you were dead. And Alright, maybe it was just a dream, but it was bloody disturbing. Do you want to talk about it, lad? I haven't seen anything disturb me out here. Well, bad lights over at Candlemere. They, um, when you look out, you can see them flickering yeah. in a in a very odd pattern. It's Caelan will um, tell Corn what was in his dream about the, us going to the island and yeah. um, the weird butterfly woman yeah. and. Now he rolls a knowledge of check. Yeah. Uh, which he actually succeeds on. Yeah. Now that he's now he's actually here, he gets to roll yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and he says, a butterfly. Uh, I well, in a dream, I know what that would be. It's it's ascending from from the dreamer from Disney. Ah, uh, the the. The, the humans and the, the it's it's more a human way of looking at it than a dwarven way but they often have it depicted as some sort of butterfly oh she's the goddess Be- beautiful creature weird sort of glowy eyes that's the one the the um the human she's a goddess of travel ain't she I've and dreams her. and stars comes that the um the church of Desna made us a, a deal for some money with no strings attached um and it's I been remember. a while since we got here, but I'm fairly certain um, that Tristan had told you this because he made his um, check that the um, connection that you already have out of character for, of uh, that so of Desna. I, I know that. I know yes. that one. That's as as a, a legend, not as a fact, yeah. but that's. that's Corwin, on the other hand, doesn't. Yeah. Well, he, he probably does if Tristan told him. Yeah, I think um, if. Um, I would have filled Corwin in on the backstory about what Mab had asked me to do before yep. taking him on this mission, given yep. that it directly pertains to what we're doing. That's given the legend about her and Mab. That's that's more than a little troubling. I wonder what she's trying to tell me. I mean, if we go to this island, you'll die. I. They don't do things simple to the gods, do they? No, I mean. It didn't feel like as simple as just don't come to the island, it's a death trap. Besides, it was her idea that I come here in the first place. Well, I guess... All right. We kind of know the mind of the gods, lad. No. For you now, yourself mad thinking about it. For now, I'm going to take my watch and um, if, um, I'll just be a bit, taking a bit of an extra eye up. And when it's nice and broad daylight, we can go across the island, but we're we're staying close. And Corwin sort of, you know, yeah. rolls off to sleep. Yeah. 
Caelan in, in Caelan watch once Corwin's safely out Caelan will check on him periodically the lights the, the lights the bad lights of Candlemere do bob across the water occasionally they don't remotely approach your camp yeah. but they, they do cross out over the lake and then back again so yeah um, and when you go in to check on Corwin at one point he is doing a slight little twitchy um and sort of mumbling to classic dream sequence. Classic. He's, he's mumbling to himself and dwarven. Look out, lad. No, no. Style of thing. Yeah. I will, um, you know, I won't wake him up, but I'll be prepared for him to have potentially had a bad dream as well. Yeah. And he wakes up. You, you eventually go and wake yeah. up for the morning style of thing. And he also sits bolt upright and says, Ugh. That was weird. Uh, Did you have a nightmare too? Uh, we. It wasn't you. I was. I was worried about what you're saying, so I went back up and and brought Lord Fancy Pants down to the island, and and I found out. I found out about him that, that he was. That, that he was. Shakes his head, like, ah, oh, it's it's gone. I found something about him that was real interesting, and then I turned around and he was dead. That's more or less exactly the way my dream went. Yeah, you you basically you have this sensation in your head that you you found out essentially some interesting piece of backstory on Corwin that yeah. you're not aware of. But but it's like a dream. You haven't got the actual detail. You just yeah. got the I know this thing, but I have no earthly idea what it is. Yeah. And yeah, in his dream, he took Tristan to the island and found the same thing about Tristan. And then he died. Yeah. That's not creepy at all. Uh, I told her this. I saw the the butterfly woman and I told her that wasn't what, what I wanted and she asked me she asked me and he makes a little save which you will just make she asked me why I bought him if I didn't want to see him to his dreams he shakes his head She asked me whose dreams I did want to see, you know? No, it's gone. So, maybe that's what the island's for? Or something? Well, I guess we'd better brace ourselves if it's... We may wind up finding more about each other than we necessarily want to reveal. Probably a good thing I didn't bring Michaela, huh? Um, can you make me see motive check? Yep. Figure out what Score poses with two on his bluffs. Uh, two is the difficulty you're aiming at. I got a four. Wow, almost double. Yeah. Um, so, Corwin last night was, was pretty blasé about, yeah. like, let's go investigate the island. What, it's full of monsters and bad voodoo. It's yeah. kind of what we do. Um... Now he seems much more troubled by the concept. Yeah. Uh, the 
impression you take off him is he doesn't necessarily want to go you to go looking into his dream style of thing. Yeah. Um, alternatively, of course, um, we could just leave it be and I could come back here with Tristan later on. I maybe. He, he's not that committed to it, so you can take this in any direction you want to take it to. Okay, well... But but there's clearly some connection to... There's, there's some significance to who you take in there. Right. Hmm... Because, yes, the, the concept will probably immediately occur to you of, if I take Michaela... Yeah, but it's not um, it's not a very friendly thing to do. There is some merit to taking Tristram on the grounds that um, Tristram and I already know quite a lot. Hmm. All right, okay, well, the then, of course, there's that whole death thing at the end of it. Whatever yeah. that means. Yeah, yeah, I'm not I'm not okay with I'm really not okay with that whoever I take in. As um day dawns the lights over candle near kind of flicker and disappear with the dawn. And you are merely looking out over an island with a tower on it. Uh, and Corwin incidentally will describe something reasonably different to what you went to. He went there, there was a very short tower that led to this enormous underground complex that he went wandering around in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas you got a very tall tower that dominated most of the island. Yeah. Except then the island was huge as well. Yes. Alright. Kaelin's actually going to go off yeah. um, and pray quietly for a bit and um, just kind of talk to Aristotle about what to do next. Mm-hmm. Then he's going to come back out and... I don't know. What do you want to do? We can just head back up north and I can come back down here with Tristram. It's... Or we can just go in now. Well, well that'd be enough to have, to have up and have up and get in there and get it done. But... There's no skin off my nose if you want me bringing down one of the others. I mean, anything I can do to a portal, I imagine Michaela can probably do as well. Tristan will have his own methods. I don't think Bryn would be able to do much for the actual closing, but I imagine she'd be hell on, hell on whatever else was in there. Alright. Um, it's, it's, it's entirely up to you. If... Can you... Um... What I'm getting the sense of is that this is a mission like, um, what the, um, uh, what I'm thinking of is the Fade Portal in, um, Dragon Age. Yep. That, um, which person I take in is which, which things I get style of thing. Yeah. Is, is that, am I on the right track there, or is this one of those you can't tell me? Uh, no, that's, that's, uh, not the same, but it's a it, it's an apt enough analogy. Yeah. Um, the the person you walk into the into there with will make a difference to what happens to them and you and that sort of thing. Um, but I wouldn't. There, there's no particular need to base the decision on anything other than that. Yeah. Because you can always, as I say, you can always go in interface with what was in there, fix it. Clear, clear it out, you know, and bring people back in. Yeah. 
No. I think, um, let's just go in and take a look and see what's actually there. So I'm, I'm happy to give you, if, if you want the, the method, I'm, I'm happy to give it to you, sort of thing. Um, if you can, yeah, okay, if you, um... So, there, there's, uh, we, we had interesting different things in there based on which party member you take in there, um... Which, which will result in you learning different things about them and then stuff happening to them. So, make your decision based off that would be, would be my suggestion. Is that, okay. help, is that helpful to you or merely annoying? Yep, no, that's helpful to me. So, I mean, Corwin's a perfectly valid choice because he's already here and you're here and all the rest of it. Yeah. But you're allowed to make this as a meta decision and go, well, you know, I, I, I want to see what happens to Bruden's style thing or what have you. Yeah. Um, from a use in closing magic portal sort of thing, Bruden is useless to you in that regard, but the assumption is probably that you can go in, fix whatever monsters and griblies are in there, yeah. and then come back to finish the job, even if the portal keeps leaking bad juju. Yeah. It's, this has been here for some significant length of time already. Yeah. You know, at the scale of it'll take us several days to come back down with the other guy, it's meaningless. Mm. That's about the limit on the information I can give yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's fine. But I'm, I'm I'm trying to make this fun rather than difficult. Yeah, yeah, you're doing just fine, Fuzzy. I'm just um, basically what I'm dithering between is um, um, in character wise, I'm probably Tristram seems like the best fit for his various arcane knowledge type stuff. Yeah. Um, out of character wise, Michaela's the one I'm most interested in receiving plot reservations mm-hmm. about. But I'm struggling to justify that because it, she's not the best fit character wise and, you know, it's, it's kind of an, a dill hole move to bring her down here just in the hopes of discovering her secret style of thing. Um... Well, that, that, that was very nice and clear of your heart, thank you. Um, so, uh, among other things, I can think of several various and different reasons you'd bring her. Yeah. Um, one, she's, she's clearly into, you know, weird secret shit to yeah. some extent. I mean, um, you know, Desna could could easily be her her mystery patron. Yeah. Um, the she she's completely confident of fighter and all the rest of it. She yeah. can channel energy at portals. Yeah. Um, and um, if there's something, if you think there's something alive in there that you want to talk to. Which you could, you know, conclude that it yeah. was, if you so desired. You could take her in as your, as your diplomat style. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's three or four different reasons yeah. after that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think, um... Yeah, no, I would like to... I would like to take her, and it fits in with some stuff I've been wanting to it, it, it's what interests me yeah um, it's a tough call between her and Tristram but I think she would be my pick so um 
Uh, what I'm going to go with is that Caitlin is pretty freaked out by this whole scary visions call and yep. dying thing. Yep. And wants to take a crack at it with someone who's got the best balance of um, arcane, weird arcane religious knowledge with um, being a bit more difficult to kill than Cor- just Corwin Cor- clearly doesn't have a sufficient, um, sufficiently high AC going there. <laughs> well, it's not... Um, He's not got much in the way of the knowledge. Mm-hmm. Like um, Tristram's got the arcane knowledge, and Corwin's got the difficult the beat on beat on. But Michaela's the only one who's got both. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Bryn would be my last choice because of her lack of portal closing abilities. So yes, I will. Which means I basically cross three days off for the there and back kind of thing. Yep, yep. If you so desire, that's yep. fine with me. Because I've got time to have a crack at the tower. So, you you go up, you retrieve Michaela. Yeah. Um, what if anything are you telling her? Um, I'm that that actually is probably worth playing out as a scene. Yeah. Is um I'm telling her that I think this this tower is really freaking me out, and um I would like someone to watch my back who knows a lot of different knows a lot of different things and is quite tough basically um, but it depends on I I know but this is I think this is going to be a bit of a tough thing um, I'll bring my shield it Corwin and I both had nightmares while we were sleeping on the shores of the lake about um, we had some strange personal revelation about the person we thought we were bringing into the tower with us and then they were killed. I see. Um, Something that looked like, well Corwin thinks it was something like Desna was in the dream with us. She also this and makes an old religion check. Sort of hmms at this. It is a it is a manifestation of the I have heard of. I think um you're who I'd like to go in with, but it depends on whether you feel like you're prepared to take on something like this. Something that might push us in ways we're not necessarily ready for. What, if anything, do you expect to happen? I really have no idea. Um, I, I'm i afraid it... I don't know. I don't know. She she sees, like, this is still bothering you a couple yeah. of days later, style of thing. Um, she'll sort of come up to you, you know, put the, the reassuring hand on your shoulder, squeeze your shoulder a bit. I just... To tell you the truth, um, after finding Corwin's body at the base of the tower, I, I, I didn't feel up to bringing bringing him in with me, and I'm just kind of hoping I won't um, won't dream the same about you. You go back down. I, I guess th- the truth is, I. Do you? It's just. Do you trust me? She 
We'll pause on this for a long moment. Like, she's, she's clearly giving the question very serious thought, as opposed to just, yes, of course. Mm. I... As much as I trust anyone. I... I that, that is the best and most honest answer I can give you. You're who I choose to have at my back for this. I think you have the best set of skills to survive it. But I fear it may involve personal revelations that you're not ready for. And I'm endeavouring to be honest with you about that. You said Corwin had the same dreams. Then I would need to ask you the same question. I trust you. I, I would like a moment. Some, I would like some time to think about this. I... I would like to commune. Yep. And she essentially wants to go off and pray to yep. her, her mysterious, mysterious deity. deity. Yep. Ooh, I need to start taking divination spells. Oh, for commune! Um... And she will come back to you the next, like the next day, because you're yeah. not in a particular hurry. Yeah. Um, I think we, this is something that needs doing. Whoever you take in there will be exposed to dangers. Better me than anyone else. She doesn't look comfortable with yeah. this by any stretch, but I don't want to take someone in who's enthusiastic about going in there. I don't think it's a nice tower. <laughs> Okay, we take a boat down the river. Yep. She's just um, eyeing up what sort of weird divination spells she potentially knows. Yep. Uh, and will, in fact, stop and look at her spell list here. Yep, by all means. No, her spell list does not contain a rope, it contains spells. Uh, that will be useful, that will be useful, that will be useful. I will um, let her know about the lizard folk, but I don't yeah. imagine she's got tongues or anything. Uh, no, she can do comprehend languages as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, and she's got augury as a spell, which is... Uh, Extremely useless. Yeah, it, it's a divination that covers the next um, half an hour... And you can get, we're going to do this thing, is that a good idea, bad idea, or a good and bad idea? Yeah. So, whether or not that's of any value to you. Yeah, no, that's quite alright. Okay. But, yeah, the, we're going to go into a dungeon. It's a good and bad idea. There will be treasure and monsters. Thank you. She will stick with her usual loadout then. Yeah. Okay. And you return to... Candle there. Yep. Um, so, how many days does this um, round trip wise sailing up the river and then back, rowing up the river uh, and back down? It's about two days each way. Okay. So. All right, that makes it about the morning of the twenty third. Yeah. So we can go across to the island. Yeah, and and you control the pace that you're going at, so you can yeah. tackle this however you want. You can go and um, sleep on the banks of Candlemere again. And see what happens. You can try and go in there at night. You can try. You can 
no, go in there in the day and avoid sleeping next to it, or whatever you want. Yeah, no, going in the day, avoiding sleeping next to it. That's freaked the shit out of That freaked Callan's shit out. He doesn't want another okay. nightmare like so that. So you, you sleep much further away from it the previous oh. night. Yeah. Um, if you're if you're close enough to just see the tower, you still you see like tiny lights off yep. in the distance on it, but that's about it. Yep. Um, and you, if you have dreams, you don't remember them. Yeah. Um, and the next day, you basically row for a couple of hours, so you're getting yep. there at sort of eleven o'clock in the morning, giving you plenty of hours to do whatever on the island. Yeah. Um, and you row across Camelmere Lake, which is a Deep, very deep, very still lake. Um, and you arrive on the island itself, which is not... Um, no. It is actually not particularly small. Your guess would be it would take uh, maybe three, four hours to wander across the whole distance of the thing. Yeah. Um, it also looks very different when you arrive to what you dreamed of it as. Um, the outlying parts of the island are covered in very thick brambles and nettles and things. Uh, among other things, the reason it, it would take a while to cross is because you'd probably have to go reasonably slowly through them. Yeah. Um, and the tower itself, which is the only land... There's, there's the tower, several very kind of dead old trees... And the tower itself is about 40 feet high and heavily ruined stone. There are a lot of holes in it. If the, the roof looks like it's long gone, to who knows where. Yeah. So, is the plan to head across the island? It is. Okay. Can you roll both Robbie will saves? Mm-hmm. That sucks a bit less. 15. Uh, and I will give you... Would you like Kira point? Yep, sounds good. Kaelin's got two. You want a cat? Yep. Okay. Let me know. Mm-hmm. Yes, we see the, um... It's, it, it's creepy, but it's not, um, substantially bothering me. Okay. But it is bothering Kaelin. Okay. Well, in that case, I'll throw your hair up once on the floor. That will teach me. to roll play or something. So, uh, three for you, three for Michaela? No, two for me. Two for you? I got eaten by Dandaflos. <laughs> oh, yeah, you spent it to not be teleported to another world. Yeah, but then I got <laughs> one. Of that way. And then I got one for being teleported to yeah. another world. So, you, uh, uh, and the other one is, um, can you give me a fortitude save uh, at a plus three bonus? Probably specific. Um, 27. Okay. Yeah. And Michaela's is um, 24. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the two of you set foot on the island and sort of start wandering across it. I presume pretty much heading for the tower yeah, as the yeah, landmark. Um, you, you could surveil the island extensively before going to the tower, but that would take you till about nightfall. No, no, we'll um, surveil the island once we've investigated okay. the tower. When you get out, the island is covered in these thick brambles, and you've got to really shove and bang and hack yeah. your way through. Um, 
you are getting poked and prodded and stung. Very few of the things are penetrating through. Both of you are wearing heavy, heavy armor. Yeah, oh, it's the plus three bonus. Yeah, that's where that's coming from. Very few of these brambles are actually coming through. The the through the, the few that do hook against you, you, your head swims very slightly and you feel a little sick. You suspect they're probably poisonous or something in that neighborhood. Yeah. It doesn't, it, it's not overly troubling. You just kind of go, ugh, and shake it off entirely. Yeah. But you, you're getting a light effect because of the armor and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, on the other hand... Well, you don't see anything on the island that troubles you. It's it's what you don't see that troubles you. You have this this feeling. The hairs on the back of your neck go up. You keep looking over your shoulder. You notice Michaela keeps doing the same thing as well, looking around her all the time. You, you have this feeling that something is watching you. Wherever you're going, its eyes are upon you and that, that you are not welcome in this place. Yeah. It is distinctly incredibly creepy you you feel very uneasy being here and the closer you get to the tower the worse it gets you feel like what whatever the entities are watching you now they are right behind you so close you could almost feel them breathing down the back of your neck style of thing um, and both of you are shaking okay Minus two penalty to everything except damage? Yep, it is indeed a minus two penalty to everything except damage. Oh, so bad for her. Huh? Okay. Yes, there's no source for it. Both of you stop and look around several times yeah. for this invisible creature that's watching you make spot checks, you know, find nothing. Yeah. Eventually you can place feels very strange. I do not feel welcome here. I... it's... it's uncanny, alright? Well, do we continue on to the tower? Right. We've come this far. Nothing's actually bitten us yet. You walk up towards it, uh, and what you see is this half-collapse sort of cylinder with a, a swath of rubble around it. Um, and can you make me a knowledge engineering check? Ooh. Always fun. Uh, 24. Oh, my apologies. 22. Uh. Ah, yes. Because you're shaking. Yeah, could I have the thingy? It's not so much... Uh, it's skill checks, yes. It's not so much that I need it to remember what it does as yep. that I need it to um, remember to, to take the minus two. Okay, so you look at this tower and star in it and things and you actually think that what has brought this down is sheer age alone. Like the, the top is missing entirely because it wasn't made of stone. And at this stage, you have no idea whether it was made of wood or thatch or anything like that. But there's there's no signs of anything being caved into the inside. Nothing has hit it. It hasn't collapsed and fallen down. It's just rotted or faded or take, being taken away. The stone itself is is incredibly pitted. Um, and your general assessment is this this tower has been here 
forever. Yeah. It, it is the oldest thing you have ever seen. <laughs> it, it predates everything you've ever seen in these lands up to it, including the Fey ruin that you found um, yeah. that, that was from um, the age of the first Fey. Yeah. This is older. Okay. Um, and from your basic understanding of the world, of how the world works, that's older before... Um, that's before Aristotle. Yeah. And not just before Aristotle, but the Fey Ruin was before Aristotle. Yep. This is before that. This is before that. So this is this is before your frame of reference. Yeah. I will convey the thing's age to Michaela, but you know, in a tone of voice where I'm endeavouring not to totally freak her out. And around it in the stone, um the the only things that haven't been pitted by age and weather and you know it takes a hell of a lot of age and weather to pit solid so, stone. Yeah, yeah. Particularly, this thing is massively thick. Yeah. Um, there are symbols and weird runes drawn around. And Michaela sort of looks at them, uh, makes an old religion check. Uh, you are welcome to make me a spot check as well. Okay. Nope. 13. Um, you look around there are these strange symbols and runes and carvings she shakes her head I do not like these but I have no earthly idea what they mean well it's not very surprising if it's um, if the tower's as old as I if I'm right about the tower's age and looking through the carvings and things neither of you see anything that jumps out at you as significant and fortunately nothing physically jumps out at you Aristotle's one of the older gods. The conception that this predates him troubles me somewhat. And can you give me a monster? Sick. Can I give you a monster manual? Can you give me a monster manual? Can you both give me spot checks? Okay. Finale preview about someone looking up at the monster manual and me going, interesting. I get a 10. I don't know what you're talking about. It's a GM thing. It's like somebody saying, it's like the GM saying, uh, what's your AC? What's your AC? Yeah, no, no reason. you said? Yes. Whatever it is, I don't see it. That's not exactly uncommon for Kayla. Yep. And this tower, you look around, has these weird sort of runic symbol carvings in that don't mean a hell of a lot to you. Um, and then when you get there, 
there is a long, there is what appears to be a long spiral staircase descending. Sorry, down. eight. I don't think that's relevant because I failed it anyway. But there is a long spiral staircase descending down into the darkness, um, which you can see sort of sixty foot down, and see that it is indeed a stone, solid stone spiral staircase going down, relatively deep. You'd guess. Um, that this must lead to below the island. There's a complex yeah. beneath this tower, of which the tower is only the very tip top. Can I see anything like up above in terms of the ruined spire part? Does it look like there's anything in that? No, the like literally the top is gone. Yeah. If there were rooms and things in here, everything they've been made of is gone as well. Right. If there was a staircase, it's gone. So the tower is literally just an empty, an empty stone shell. An empty stone shell with a staircase you, you going it, down. You, your guess would be based on your engineering knowledge that there would have probably been an internal wooden or something staircase leading up to a room in here. It's tall enough for maybe two rooms and then perhaps an orrery. This would be a good place for looking at the stars or something like that. But all of this stuff has just gone from yeah. age alone. There's, so the, the tower is just this completely empty shell. There's not even fragments of wood left. It's just yeah. all gone. Okay. Well, I guess we go down the... That creepy staircase? Whatever's down there, however, will probably be vastly better preserved because it's been massively less exposed to the elements. And indeed, as you look at the stairs, you can see the top several are quite pitted and ruined, and as they get a bit further, they become a lot more stable and solid. Do you um, feel up to... You can... um, You've got the better eye for traps and the like, haven't you? Why don't you lead the way and I'll be right behind you? Give me a moment. I will need a method of seeing in the dark. Oh, right, yeah. She rummages around in her pack, uh, pulls out what you will very easily be able to rent sight. It is a cylindrical, white, thin, sort of vaguely glass-like thing, a rod or a wand of some kind. Yeah. She holds it for a minute, um, says something says something to it in a vaguely arcane command, and then puts it back away. That will give me the ability to see in the dark for several hours at least. Nice. Because there's a spell called Dark Vision. Oh, nice. You, you were like vaguely aware something yeah. exists kind of thing. Uh, Although it's not racially shifted enough to come with it. And cool, because she's got hand weapons. Yeah, she, yeah. She, of course, has her huge shield out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you... Yes, because having, you know, successfully boated across and put the boat up on shore, we've naturally cha- both changed it back into our plate. You step down the steps. Um, go, follow the steps down a little distance. You yeah. Can, you know, 12, 12 to 20 steps down, sort yeah. of thing. Um, and Michaela looks at you for a moment and she's there is something about this place that bothers me. That, that, that sensation, that, that sensation that we're being watched. Still, we should keep our eyes firmly in front of us. She makes a bluff check, which would be more helpful if I was looking at her character sheet instead of Tristan's. Yes, that would indeed make a significant difference to her life. Um, and she uses the, the trapping of bluff that is pass a secret message to the other person uh, without yes. your unseen watchers seeing you, yes. which they oppose with their sense motive check. Yep. Um, and because she's trying to communicate this message to you, you don't need to make a sense motive check. Yeah. So this is just the GM trying to give you a vague indication yep. of what she's saying. 
Um, I mean, this, you know, you should really keep your eyes forward. Forward. Definitely don't turn around and look behind you because there's a thing behind us that I'm now telling you about yeah. that may or may not know that I've seen it style of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you process this and think about it, you realize there is actually some light coming down the stairs behind you where, of course, there shouldn't be any light source in here because she's not using one. Yeah. Um, and if you think there is a creature behind you on the stairs, something that is generating a lot of light and is about yay big, about the size of a will-o'-the-wisp. Oh, lovely. Yep. Bad lights at Candlemare. Yes. It's, it's sneaking hey. after you and following you, but she's seen it. Yeah, cool. So now you have this information. Yeah. You can do what you... She's passing along to you, so you can do what you want with it. Yeah. Um. As opposed to if she merely tells you, Kayla, there's a thing behind yeah. us, and Lewis goes, hmm. All right, so, um... So we would probably already... Would we already have had weapons out? Yeah, I very much yeah. would think so. Yeah, so Caelan will have his greatsword in his hands. Nothing about this place has led you to believe... Um, yeah. It's, and, and I'll give you, if you've forgotten the briefing on all of the lists, but the, the character is still gone. Yeah. Um, that they feed off fear, so it's probably following you because you're shaken. Yeah, makes sense. Um, that they are crazy... Crazy fast, yeah, and very hard to hit. Um, that they produce their own life because they're literally a ball of light, which it yeah. can't turn off, so it yeah. makes it significantly less than sneaky on here. Um, that they are immune to almost all magic, yeah, um, and that they shock people with electricity, essentially, yeah. Uh, which incidentally targets your touch AC. So. Yeah, yeah, the, um, the one that um, I've got a few more levels now. Yes, yes, it beat the shit out of you the last time you. Yeah. One. All right. So. Um, and the stairs, as a position to fight it on, uh, are not great, but it will suffer the same things that you will, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, Although it's small and manoeuvrable, and we're large and clanky. Yes. It, it can fly, too. Yeah. So it can fly out away from you when you yeah. can't. But that doesn't advantage it because it doesn't have any ranged capacities. Yeah. Well, on the other hand, you know, the stairs down would presumably sooner or later lead you to a bigger room. Yeah. But who knows? Yeah, I think... Uh, and you're, you're close enough to the surface that you could just basically rush past it yeah. in action if you so chose and go back outside. Yeah. Well, that has some merit because um, we might not be able to kill it. Um, I think um, I don't want to keep going further down. Yep. Um, so I'm going to. Um, Kaylin's going to um, drop back, swing around, and endeavour to target it before. Kaylin's going to endeavour to surprise attack it, essentially. Yep. Because he doesn't want to keep. He expects it to attack him based on his experience with Will of the Wisps. Yep. And he thinks he's waiting for a good opportunity and he doesn't want to give it one. Yep. And um, if it turns out that we can't take it, that gives us the opportunity to run away. Can you make me a bluff check? Yep. Like, it's it's clearly aware you're here. Yeah. Uh, nine. Uh, I can't see the damn thing. 
When you whip your, your weapon out and swing round, yeah. there is this ball of light floating there, um, which which seems... It doesn't seem surprised because it's a featureless ball of light. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't react terribly quickly as you endeavor to smack it. Excellent. So you do indeed surprise attack it. Okay. Um, and Michaela will see you pick you up, pick up that you're doing this yeah. as well. Yep. She also opposes your bluff check for the sense motive. Surely. Um, do yep. you want a map for this? Not desperately. We're both on the stairs. And we'll, we'll just do a quick initiative track of them. Yeah. Awesome. Is it a two? No, it's a four. Which is totally different from a two. For example, it's two more. <laughs> it's, it's very hard to argue with that. On the other hand, that wasn't good to hit more. No. Yes, well, it's to be hoped I can now hit them on something other than the 20s. <laughs> enough to react to you. When it starts moving, it goes like a zip of light. I still get to flat foot it on the initial attack. Yes, you do. It's going to be very useful. So, up to you whether you want to power attack the shit out of it or not. It will increase your chances of missing, but... Yeah, Lord, no. These things are incredible. I do a shitload of damage with my greatsword. These things are incredibly difficult to have. And I just rolled very well. That's a 23. Okay. If that it, doesn't hit, it's time to run away. <laughs> it is quick, but it doesn't react It doesn't react as fast as you do, given you take the opportunity to hit yeah. it. And the blow actually connects with it, and you feel your sword, great sword, yep. cutting into something fleshy. Yeah. It's, it's almost like hitting something spongy, but the sword goes into it, and yeah. it goes in. You hit it. Alright, wait, no, sorry. 21. Shaken. This is going to be important. You still hit it. Oh, sweet. Okay, well that Not has, by much. Yeah, but that has improved. On the other hand, I didn't flat foot the other one. It doesn't mean I can hit one that isn't flat foot. It doesn't mean I get one blow off. And rolling well on damage. Good time to do that. That is a 13. Okay. Uh, I think we can... Assume that Michaela's also had the Will the Wisp briefing. Yeah. Given that you were you were yeah, very yeah. much expecting to find them in this area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they um, they kill us they, they kill us all. Okay. And you cleave into it and the light flickers on and off like a broken Christmas tree light. <laughs> and it doesn't bleed, but you feel your sword go in a good chunk before it hits enough resistance that you have to pull it back out again. Yep. You deal with a solid blow. Excellent. 
And then did Michaela surprise it as well? Yes, she does. Excellent. Because she sees your action coming yep. by making her sense motive check. Um, then she decides what she's going to do about it because yeah, yeah. it's immune to all of her um, touch attack spells. Yeah. Yes, but you can get sneak attack damage yes, from she, an actual weapon. She can sneak attack it, but she's got a hit. Yes, yes. Uh, okay, so she's got the briefing, so she puts the tower shield away because it is an active impediment to her at this point. Yeah. Um, it will provide her with no protection of any kind against yeah. it. Uh, and she has quick draw, so she just yeah. puts it away. Um, does nothing. Does nothing. Uh, let's start with Cat's Grace. Um, and she will move up the stairs um, sort of brushes past brushes oh, actually yeah, brushes past you, brushes past it so she's flanking it on the other side effectively yeah. um, and then endeavors to hit it with her double handing her longsword excellent Flank uh, is nine. Yeah. So no, she can spend a hero point on that. She did roll a whopping two. Yeah. Uh, this is probably our best chance to take a shot at it. Yep. Um, I suggest the waxworks. This place is so damn creepy. Place of paralysis and helplessness. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually hard to argue with. <laughs> it, it is um, very much the aspect of the place. Yeah. Remembering the flaky bonus is cancelled out by the shaken. Yeah, so. uh, she's got a nineteen on the dice, however, so oh, she will sweet. hit it. She will crit threat it. Sweet. And then it's expensive to confirm. Yeah, I wouldn't confirm. Yeah. She doesn't exactly. It's not. She's not calling. She doesn't have any of the supply. And she will roll another nineteen to confirm it. Oh, good. good so girl. she steps up, double hands the long sword. Yeah. And swings around and cuts into it low as you're cutting high. Yeah. And takes a slash out of it. Um, seeming to target the centre of the ball. Sweet. And she sneak attacked it as well. S- sneak attack, Chris. There's my girl. So the sneak attack doesn't get de- de- doubled, everything else does. Okay, so that would be... Oh, right, I'm looking at her first attack is listed yeah. as merely touched, so it's got yeah. no damage of any kind associated with it. Uh, so 1d8, double-handing her longsword is... Well, that's going to be 24... 28 points of damage to Oh, us. good, yeah. Uh, that would be... 1 and 30... Uh, and she runs it through, and the light goes flicker, 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 Excellent. and goes out. And there's a slightly acrid smoke of sort of electrical burning in the air, and something falls to the ground completely extinguished. It just looks like a sort of blob of spongy material about, yay, you know, double hand fist big. 
and it stops shedding light, it stops moving, it appears to be dead. Well, that worked remarkably effectively. Well perceived. Uh, you, you too. That was a that was a nice stab. The um one of these that Corwin and I ran into came damn close to um killing us all before we ran away from it. We've all um had a bit more experience than stab. Still, still lovely, lovely, lovely strike. Can you roll me a d twenty plus your base attack bonus? Uh, knowledge warrioring, I think. Unless 15. you have like profession soldiery style things. I do not have profession soldiery yeah. style things. She, she must be freaking strong. Like she she hit it precisely, but she hit it like a tank. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's the the logistics of a blow is not incredibly graceful style. She just hammered it yeah. with with a lot of brute strength. Which so, does. Which doesn't surprise me entirely because, um, you know, plate isn't normally yeah. what people wear. But, but the strength score injury. is not merely high enough to wear plate, it's high. Yeah. Like, like, right up there. Right up oh. there, yeah. Kaylin is pretty freaking strong, but um, she's got to be. Yeah, you're, you're 18, aren't you? 17, I'm, right. I'm waiting on the next attribute point to make it out yeah. so, 17 is still a lot. Yeah, uh,. So, you you actually think that's that's about as hard as you could hit it, double handing a longsword? Wow, <laughs> that is a lot of strength. Yes, it is. Huh? So information on yep. mystery clerics. Absolutely. All and right. She sort of pokes it. At the... That was incredibly fast. I. Luckily we, lucky we both hit it. I, I wouldn't like to fight it when it saw us coming. Nay, I... Prince AC goes, Wee! The, um... It was, um... Your spotting it that gave us... That gave us the drop on it. That and we both do a lot. We can do... Both of us um, can hit pretty hard when we do see things coming. Fun fact, they have no hide at all. <laughs> it, it makes sense when I think about it. Yeah. Because they're... they're Spooky things that follow you, but they're glowing balls of light. Yeah, yeah. They have no hide of any kind. Yeah. Well, at least um, they're not too, they're not that hard to spot as compared to most fake creatures that you only see them when they want you to. And um, having met the other one, I don't feel too bad about not giving it a warning. And as you move into, if, if you, when you move into the area below, if it's entirely dark, there's no conception of them hiding from you. They yeah. are a source of light. You are producing no light. Well, we made we it made a good job of that one, but I can't say I feel precisely complacent. Would best best keep an eye out. Still, nice stab. Good and good spotting. I'll I'll we'll change places now. I'll, I'll head down first and keep an eye out on the stairs for any traps. Yep. And she does so. But Kaylin isn't too many steps behind her, yep. and if that risks the trap thing, if that yep. risks him setting the trap off, that's fine. He'd rather be close. Fuck well, the wisps are vicious. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, yeah. That, that like, was, like you, you did totally about as well as you're ever going to do, taking on a will of the worst. Yeah, yeah, that was totally worth Michaela um, spending the fate point to um, re-roll the thing. Also, I've got to say, happy as I was to get the two re-rolls, it doesn't exactly reassure me that you know, I nailed the waxworks as a card for this place. The last place I went to that was a card that had the card of the waxworks was that um, murder house in the Jade Regent campaign. Alright, and you head down the stairs. Shall we generously assume you're trying to move stealthily? Why not? What will what harm will it do? Yeah. Clank, clank, clank. You're welcome clank, to clank, roll clank, me a clank, stealth check. Clank, clank, clank. Hey, this is move silently, right? It is move silently. I only have a one to move silently, I'll have you die. Yeah, um. Yeah, unlike Lady Clank's lot not wearing the boots of uh, kind, I know. But um, I also roll the five, so I have a mighty six, which is heaps better than I used to do, because I used to get exclusively negative numbers from move silently. Uh, that would be a minus nine for Michaela. Yeah. So everything in this As place... As she, of course, is, draws her tower shield out again. Yeah. Everything in this place that is capable of hearing things yeah. here is a she, she sounds like a woman carrying over a hundred pounds of metal yeah. coming down a stone staircase. Yeah. There's no denying if I wanted to, if I wanted to sneak in, I should have brought Bryn. Yes, so her, we could actually her penalty is minus could, fourteen to her move silently. Check. Wow, we could actually um, clap our um, swords on our shields or our armor respectively and sh- chant "The adventurers are coming! The adventurers are coming!" and we wouldn't actually make our move silently any worse. <laughs> it's totally the Alan's neon "The adventurers are coming" sign thing. It leads down the, this. The staircase leads down and down and down yeah. and down. You follow it for a good 15 minutes, which is a heck of a lot of stairs. Your guess is you're actually well below sea level at this point. Yeah. Um, and you come out in what is basically a, a little sort of opening corridor room. Um, all stone, no light sources. Um, there is what you would recognise as being sort of a drainage pipe in the, a, a drainage grate in the corner on the ground um, and there are two doors heading off it um, one of which is um, both both of which appear to be made of like light metal basically as opposed to thick heavy metal um, one of which is one of which has just, just appears to be a solid door and the other one of which has a hole in it with bars, so basically a viewing hole to look into the next room yep. with prison cell style bars on it. So one of them you can just walk up. Yeah, and yeah. Look well, into. Caleb will go have a peek through, peek through that one. Yeah. Um, you look through, and the room looks like a prison of sorts. Um, there are a lot of chains and manacles and. When you stop and look at it, there, there are lots of chains and manacles and things attached, bolted onto the wall, looking like construction you more or less recognise. But they don't. It doesn't appear to be designed for things with hands, as you would understand. There's not the two-arm manacle thing up yep. on the wall like this. Instead, they look like almost collars, but weird ones of unusual shapes and sizes. Some of them are really tiny, like the size of rings. And some of them are big, the size of a table. Mm-hmm. 
You, you have no real idea what kind of creatures they're supposed to be containing in here. But it's not soothing. But there's nothing that I can see actually in there? Nothing is moving in there. There don't appear to be any signs of creatures of any kind in there. Alright, I'm going to um, listen at both doors. Yep. Having looked through that door. Um... In the other one, um, you can make a listen check. Okay, a little bit same. Fail horribly. Fourteen. Okay. Can I? training for reminding him with that crucial puzzle. Sorry, twelve. Students shaking. You listen at the door, and you hear a sort of clank, clank, clank. clank clank, the methodical noise, not like metal, so clank is probably the wrong noise. It sounds like bone. You think there were probably skeletons in there, actively moving in some fashion? Yeah. Given what you know of the undead, they probably just walk in yeah. a circle or patrol a, a route or something. Yeah. Now, if you're tired, Bill, we can't leave it at any point. Um, I think, um, what time is it now? It is nine. Yeah, um, and I can turn a fan on if it's getting a bit hot. No, it's not so much getting a bit hot as I'm just um, generically sleepy anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think um, I am running out of hope for bits. Yep. Let's, um, let's call it here with... Um, at least um, we could just fight... The, we could just do the next room and fight the skeleton style of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, you're welcome to um, leave it here, boot the door down, yep. open it more conventionally. Yeah. Um... Or actually have a fight with skeletons. I think, um, let's open the door for the... Th- that was my next move anyway. Let's yep. so warn McKenna about the skeletons I can hear in here. Yep. The likely skeletons I can hear in here. And we sort of prepare ourselves with, you know, her and the lead holy symbols at the ready style of thing. And then open the door. Yep. Uh, so Michaela makes a check on it. And she looks over to... It looks like it's locked. I have no method of opening it. Although it doesn't look like it's thick metal, we should be able to, we, sh- we should be able to barge it down. We should be able to barge it down. Or we'll be able to time we get Yeah, but so one's quicker than the other. Yeah. So, um, Kaelin will um, cut the just cut the lock off the door style of thing. It's probably easiest. Or? Well, it's, it's got a lock hole built into it. Right. So you'd either need to cut through the door with the greatsword, which is very doable, it's just a question of time and alerting people, or just smash it open with strength, which looks comparatively doable. Sweet, smash it open with strength. She will trivially assist you. Uh, So, um, minus two to that, so that's um, six plus seventeen, twenty-three, plus two again, twenty-five. Okay, the door implodes as you hit it. The yeah. metal just crushes like an aluminum... Not that you know what aluminum is, but yeah. like an aluminum can. It just yeah. goes crunk it under crum- you. It crumples up. Yeah, the door crumples under you, basically swings bike blindly off its hinges, bent and broken. Um, and in the room you can see maybe a dozen, maybe a dozen skeletons um, turning to you. They are holding very basic broken remnants of weapons and have basic broken remnants of armour on them. Um, None of them look quite right. They're all a bit too short and squat to be human. 
But they're definitely not small enough to be halflings or something like oh, that. Oh, Yeah, and they, they have these odd, very thick, thick necks where there should just be a little bone coming out there. They've got plate necks kind of thing. But they look relatively humanoid. Yep. And as you come through the door, they are clearly just kind of patrolling around this room in some fashion, and they turn to you and dum-dum-dum. Yep. That is where we'll leave it. 